Welcome to RPG Cast episode 556 for the week of September 19th, 2020. That's right, folks. It is now. Whew, what is it? Time for the week's RPG Cast, right? Hooray! Joining me today, we have Anna Marie Privateer. Good morning. We have Kelly Ryan. Our matey. And we have Nathan Fillion. Wait, oh. what's Nathan's last name? Garvin, Garvin, like Garden, but like Garmin, yeah, of an Garmin, yep. that's the one. That's the one. Also, what a, a brand what? of sinks back what? in the day. I don't know if they still make Garmin them. sinks. Okay, it's it's talk like a pirate day. Garvin, oh, that's Garvin. I can't do the Garvin Scottish pirate. How about that? It's also like a pirate day. I don't know how that's supposed to work because it's Catter Day. Unfortunately, I cannot do that for vernacular throughout the entire podcast. So, Yar, why can't you be using it the whole time? Be, be, mainly because I, the only thing I really can do is like R matey and bite me barnacles. I guess I could talk like Jack Sparrow, but then I'd need to get drunk first, and you don't want me drunk on the podcast. So, how to international talk like a pirate? Ahoy, a vast I R. Bilge rat, bunghole, grog, hornpipe, lubber, and smartly. See, those are the words you got to use. What is a bunghole? That's um, the stopper in a barrel. No, the bar- the hole in the barrel where the stopper goes. That's all. I did not know that. It's also Rosh Hashanah. So today, yes. Yar, happy it, Rosh Hashanah. It started last night, technically. Rosh Hashanah. I uh, get some grog and stuff. Yeah, I think honey and mead. Drink up me hearties and call whatever you're drinking grog if you want to. If some prissy pendant purses his lips and protests, the word grog can only be used if drug drinking rum and water, not the Singapore sling you're holding. Kill haul him. I'll just be a sophisticated pirate like Baltier. Oh, okay. Because I'm the main character. Uh, you're the leading man. I'm the leading leading woman, man, whatever. Uh, but not today. It's Today Talk Like I, a Pirate Day! Chris gets very excited by this. Because I usually I forget will, it. I will be a pirate who is cosplaying as a guide author making <laughs> a rare appearance on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, hey man, how's it going? Yar, I'd be a cosplaying pirate. <laughs> I'll be it's me going, accent. <laughs> going pretty good. I, oh, no. <clears throat> Ignore that last part. <laughs> I don't think anybody's doing good this year. <laughs> Lies. Except mask salespeople. They, I think they're doing okay. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean by doing good? Because financially, I'm doing pretty good this year. Yar, pirates be doing well. Doing good is what you do. Doing well is how you're doing. Get your uh, grammar I right, me I, I, I didn't Yarr. get very good grammar education in my pirate school. I was going to say, I didn't Which realize. I didn't go to because I'm a guide author. I didn't uh, realize we had a grammar pirate in the audience. Yarr. 
We're always into grammar. <laughs> You brought it up, Anna. No, I brought it oh. up in podcast. I apologize. I didn't think that would open a can of worms. Someone brought it this up. got off to a shaky start and is getting worse by the minute. Hey, I think it's a can of grog. It's time for but... me to be walking to plank <laughs> hey. with this joke. Hey, hey, Chris, what yeah. uh, what ship companions did you get this week? Ship companions. You got pets? Companion. Oh, we got a barrel full of shipmates this week. We got three little kittens. They're so cute. They're so cute. We got three kittens. Anna, we got three kittens. We got kittens. We got kittens. Their names are Scamper, Twinkle Toes, and Eclipse. Scamper is a male, gray tabby, who is crazy. Eclipse is a black female. She is also crazy. And Twinkle Toes is a gray tabby. And she's got some twinkle Actually, toes. no, the tabbies are brown, not gray, aren't they? I don't know. We're I not call sure. them gray Colors tabbies. The vet calls them brown tabbies. Yeah. Twinkle Toes is missing toes. <laughs> yeah, Twinkle Toes is kind of derpy footed. So It's like she was it, it was like she has a birth defect equivalent of a decline on one of her foots. So she missing toes on all her feet and missing claws on one of her feet. It's weird. Yeah. So poor baby kitten cats are supposed to have five toes unless they're polydactyl and then they have six. Um, Wait, twinkle toes. Why are my cats pterodactyls? No, okay. Kelly's cats are pterodactyls. Oh, okay. Um, I have screeching dinosaur dinosaur cats. You do. <clears throat> well, just the one. <laughs> Oh, and she def she definitely screeches when she gets her nails trimmed. But does she do that? No, 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 no. No, it's more like a mow, oh, mow, okay. and then hisses because I have to pick her up. Oh, hisses, get kisses, and then turns me into a Disney villain or rather squall <laughs> when she slaps me across the face. <laughs> Slap. How dare you? Like, slap your squall now. Whatever. Whatever. Ugh, whatever. Whatever. So, yeah. Cats are supposed to have five toes. She has four, and I use the term four loosely, because one of her toes on each foot is only the first joint out of three. And she has no claws at all on her front left foot. So, she's a special cat. We might need to rename her Softpaw. <laughs> no, we'll have to that's think about that. Club. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's the she's the new president. Yes, Twinkle Toes can be the new president of Soft Paws. No, what's, supplanting what's Vin, you. No, I thought Vin was the president. No, he's the treasurer. Treasurer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Inside jokes. All right. We have cats. So we got new kittens. They're eight weeks old. Eight and a half weeks old. They're very cute. Eight, no, they're, they're nine weeks old. They were born on the 12th, right? Yeah, July so 12th. So they're like nine weeks old. Um, they're so adorable. They have so much energy. So we have Chris, kittens. I guess that's not news and nobody cares other than us, but we have kittens. And we'll, so we'll post amazing. pictures in the podcast thread. We will? Yeah. Right. You think people aren't interested. They're kittens. People are interested. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't realize that this was your first time both of you having kittens, so you've never dealt with this energy level before. I have never had 
pets. This is like, I think they've expended now, in the first three days of having them, all the energy my previous two cats expended over their entire life that I had them. When uh, when they get out of the cat room and they have their little hive mind going, you're going to have extra fun oh, dealing with all the trouble that they get into. Oh, and yeah, we need to look, start kitten-proofing the house. I was told to buy a lot you, of split-loom tubing. Looking at you right in the eye as they knock your amiibos off the shelf or <laughs> off of your walls and then scaring the crap out of your friends on Discord by screaming at them and... Not, not that I know about these things. No, not at all. <laughs> this doesn't sound like personal experience at all. Just random hypothetical. They really do have a hive mind right now. They even sleep together yeah. in the same bed. It's really cute. It's adorable. Yeah, yeah. Babies like they just have a synergy to them that's scary. We're gonna need a bigger bed. <laughs> <sighs> that's all but I'm gonna. Yeah, thank you. And but that's all I've been doing this week is cat related stuff and shopping for cat related oh stuff. We now own the uh an extremely large amount of cat things. <laughs> all thanks to Kitten Academy. Uh yeah. partially, yeah. Yeah, they gave a lot of good suggestions through the their links, their page and what I see in the room with their cats on kitten kitten dot academy if you want to go watch their live stream um the uh so that's fun um and now I have a i unrelated to this I had cats cameras for a while because our cats had issues we need to know who was pooping um so now I have all three cameras that I own for cat monitoring in that one room with the kittens and i have a th- i have three different points of view live on my iPad right now that I'm staring at during this podcast. So I get my own personal Kitten Academy 24-7 with our I'm little kittens. Say you, sh- you, sh- you should stream it. Get some ad revenue. I don't have a way to stream these cameras. They're wise cameras, and they're nice and inexpensive, but they only do Wi-Fi local streaming. Oh, darn. Yeah. Trust me, he did consider it. <laughs> there is there is older firmware I can put on that would allow me to hook them up to something else, but that involves. And then I have to have a dedicated streaming computer that's that hosts the the. Oh, it's such a pain. The, the stream could be called RPG Cats. That's true. Yeah, but I thought that's what this was. This is Catcast. You wouldn't be able to go in there without pants, Anna. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I All mean, right. you could, but you'll embarrass yourself. <laughs> don't, don't put it on Twitch. Twink, why is your foot on the fountain? So, Twink, being what is weird, up with this? <laughs> she needs to drink from the furthest point on the water fountain, which means she stands with one of her paws inside a well that has water in it to lean over to get to the water on the other side. If one of her back paws is up on the side of the room, she only has one paw on the floor at this point. I don't understand it. Twink is weird. Yep. We like her that way. She sounds like a strange little kitten, but adorable. I'm very excited about her. We like her. And so, shout out to Underdog Pet Rescue, who we actually adopted the kittens from, 
they do rescuing of atypical animals. So they work with both cats and dogs, but they also work with a lot of animals that other rescues will not work with, such as uh, rabbits and goats. Do they have otters? I want an otter. No, no. Can we get an otter? No, Chris. You can't. No, Chris. Um, It's funny you mentioned that. I got down a rabbit hole this week of watching a guy on YouTube train minks. To hunt rats. Kelly, there's a yeah. stream on YouTube that follows Joey the Otter. Who's mm-hmm. you know him? Okay. No. It's but a baby otter imagine. that they've been streaming the whole life cycle of as well. He's finally in the the water habitat, finally. So a friend of mine actually works with a rescue that does only Minks? Um and sables. So yes. they do only those like skinny, stinky animals. And there's an actual word for their species, and I forget Bustle what it is. Lid. Thank you. That's, that's a class of animal, not yes, a species. Yes, but that's, all, that's the only thing they work with is, is mustelids. That includes, like, skunks. Yes. So, like, sables are cool. Ermines would be in there. Yep. That was, have you seen ermines? Remember the ermines with eye, angry eyebrows that I showed you? <laughs> yes. That, isn't that the best? Go search ermines with angry eyebrows. It's so amazing. But it... But it's like, I did not know until watching this dude's YouTube channel just how savage minks were. Yeah, they're uh, they're kind of, um, you don't want them as pets. And I actually think it might be illegal to have them in the U.S. as pets. Because mm-hmm. I know, like, for him to have the, the, the ones that he does, he has to have a license of some sort. I think it basically says, I will not be selling these. <laughs> I can't find the ermines with yeah. your eyebrows anymore. But yeah, this dude. I think his I think his YouTube channel was like called Jerry the Mink Man or something, and he trains these to, to basically do go do uh, rat extermination, and s- sends the guys down like rat holes to take care of the rats. Uh, it's just, like so brutal. <laughs> Here is an ermine carrying a dead mouse. I've never seen something look so adorable with a dead mouse right. involved. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it, that's how it feels with the minks. It's like, oh, you're so cute and fluffy, and oh god, you just murdered a whole den of rats. You say that like it's a bad thing. Yeah, no, I mean, rat wild rats are gross. I really want an ermine. Can we have an ermine? No, oh. just get a ferret. No, they just die of cancer in a year. I know about. Oh, no, that's about rats. This. So do the so do the ferrets. Um. I know too so, many people uh, who've had ferrets. <laughs> yeah. Or you step on them. That doesn't go well either. I'm like terrified of stepping on the kittens. Um, they, they're actually pretty resilient, and usually you only do it like a couple of times before they realize not to get underfoot. Mm. That's fair. The That's ermines or the and, kittens? Um. There was no the kittens. There, okay. there was one time I was um, on a ladder doing, or like on a step ladder doing something, and I stepped back and felt something squishy under my foot, and it was Murray when he was a baby. And it's like I, I felt terrible because you know I'm pulling all, putting all of my weight on this poor kit, kitten, and I was like, oh god, I just know I broke his ribs, and no, he he was fine. He bounced right back. He squ- squealed like a pig, but. He's fine. He squealed um, like just, a cat that had been stepped yeah. on? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was very squealy, put it that way, but more or less the only way they learned not to get underfoot. Is by being stepped on? 
more or less. I mean, I sat on Simon once. That was bad. He was under the blankets. So. Yeah, just be careful. Keep an, keep an eye on them. But my issue with the kittens is worrying about what they're going to get into. Like, I'm all, like, um, Alice, for some reason, when she was a baby, loved to crawl into the dishwasher when I was cleaning it. And oh I had to gosh. nip that in the I had to nip that in the butt pretty fast. How do you nip that in the butt? But it was grabbing her and pulling her out of the dishwasher and saying, no, do not get in there. That's bad. Mm. If you've got but. the stream up, you can see the angry ermine. <laughs> that is very cute. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> so... We should actually talk about what we've been playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's been playing things? Because it ain't me. It, let our guests go first. It's a good idea. Are you working on a new guide? Oh, geez. About three of them right now. How do you keep them all straight? I mean, they have different text files, so... Oh, no. I mean, like, how do you... Keep straight what you're doing in which game and what is left to do and where. Like, do you have like pretty vicious checklists or something? No, I mean, I you just have a general idea of what needs to be covered in uh, a game before the guide is done. That's fair. Um, I have trouble focusing my attention, so having a lot of projects at once is actually actually how I prefer to work. Wow, you have a lot of tabs open. Yeah. That's how we do the news. Yeah. Um. Yeah, mostly I've been playing Mad Max, and I know that's not an RPG, and it's not a new game, but uh, I like my trophies, and they are shutting down the online servers for this game. I think at the end of October, and there's one annoying trophy that, for no good reason, requires you to connect online to get something you don't need to be online for. So it's what? just one of those really annoying things. Um, well, do you want me to go into any detail on it? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how, how this yeah, I'm is curious working. Too. There's an in-game currency called Scrap, and you can uh, build, build workstations at various strongholds where the game will randomly uh, reward you with Scrap while you're not playing. But for some reason, you have to have an online connection to get this scrap. And there's a challenge for collecting, I think, 2,000 units of scrap this way. And it's the only part of the game that has any online functionality whatsoever. Like, there's no microtransactions that I'm aware of. There's no online play mode. You, you don't interact with any other players. There's no leaderboards. There's nothing. I have no idea why this is online. Um... And it will make the platinum unobtainable in a month Ooh, and a half. Unobtainium platinum. Unobtainium. Yeah, the rarest of platinums. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just like when a when a live service game. Uh, cue the Jim Sterling pronunciation of, of that. Read yeah. of that. Um, when those games go offline, you know, whatever. They servers cost money. If people aren't playing it, why would you keep you know expending money on a game that's dead functionally? But this, it's it's a single player game, and they just shoehorn this in for no reason I can I can discern. So kind of kind of annoys me. I'm trying to get that done so I don't have to worry about it anymore. 
not like it's a good use of my time, but um, other than that, I'm working on the DLC for Fell Seal, uh, which is actually what I'm doing right now because it's so far pretty idle. You can just send characters on missions and then you wait for a timer to tick down and then you get things. That seems to be a lot of it. So I had a good feeling. <laughs> What's that? I had a good feeling. That's oh, okay. That's it's tactics, a reference Anna. to Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, yeah, you send uh, people away on missions, and then right, and then right. they come back, and they're like, "We went away to the jungle." This is the way. I I totally forgot that. I had a good feeling. <laughs> we went. We uh, drove through all of the trees, I'd and then we that. found treasure. This is the way. I'd hit that. Wait, they don't say that. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, one of the less fun parts of writing a guide because I'm literally just writing down the rewards you get for these missions and. Seeing what unlocks as you complete them, so fortunately I don't have to be on the game to actually do this, so I just set these up and then go work on something else. Also updating The Witcher 3 because that guide's still not finished, and I'll be moving on to Pathfinder Kingmaker again because that game has DLC, and I'm eh, just wasting time before Cyberpunk, which is the big project for the end of the year. And remind people one more time what website you write your guides for. That one, the one on the stream right there, Gamer Guides. Thank you. Which isn't, uh, doesn't seem to be loading everything. Oh, well. I have an ad blocker on, and apparently it hits this site pretty hard, so maybe I'll disable it. Okay. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. There we go. Now we have our 14 videos and ads interspersed between every entry of text. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Hey, you make me some money there. (laughs) That's right. Really? Right. Click all those ads. Ooh, I like this ad. Actually, I like this ad. So this is something we don't have enough room for on our site. So this banner is a little thicker. So they've got a nice animated ad that can take advantage of that space. See, you're welcome. Also, it's for 14. But then again, they also put ads like this. This Best Buy one. Like, no. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we don't old. curate our ads, but we pretty aggressively, like talk to our ad vendor when we find ads that we really don't like on that doesn't happen that often (laughs) uh yeah let me know if you see a gambling ad because as far as i know we don't like gambling ads so we ask for no gambling no politics and no adult content and that does cut us off from some pretty deep revenue streams but I'm kind of okay with that. Why is this asking yeah. me if I need to spe- send money to the Philippines? How, does well, that how do they need know? to send Am money I? to the Philippines? No. Well, then this right, ad we're talking is... more about the ads than the site. I'm putting the <laughs> ad blocker back on. I want to look at this guide. All right. Goodness. Last update six days ago. Version 103. Right. Is 103 the latest version of The Witcher? The no, that's just the guide version. Oh, okay. And it's still not done, you said. No. I mean, the main game's been done for a while, but... Mostly working on Blood and Wine right it's now. It's okay, I heard that uh, they're going to make Cyberpunk shorter because nobody finished The Witcher 3. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I platinumed it twice, so I might be the one... You're a guide it. writer! It uh, is kind of my job, isn't it? And also, I think that's a very nice parlance, too. We didn't have time to add more. <laughs> you're gonna give it away (laughs) they'll make up for it with dlc right and that's the thing is it's like i i don't think that they're 
sort of cover story is super BSE because there will eventually be like an arse load of content no matter what. But it's just for me hilariously funny to read something like, oh, we we're trimming back the content <clears throat> because no one played it. It's like, pfft, whatever. You know, that actually brings me back to this Mad Max game. This is probably the most uselessly bloated, time-wasty game I've played since Kingdoms of Amalur back in the day. Oof. Like, uh, there's just... It's like a mix of all the worst parts of your typical Ubisoft game. And eh, there's tons of open-world crap that is utterly unengaging. And this game is probably about too big by half. Ooh. Like if they if they just cut half of the the crap out of Mad Max, it'd probably be a better game. Yeah, um what is that Assassin's Creed game that everybody thinks is too long? Origins? Valhalla, I think. Cuz that no, one's Valhalla's the it's new one. Right? Out yet. No, sorry. Not Valhalla. What am I thinking? It could Odyssey. be Valhalla. It's not out. Odyssey. We'll see soon, won't we? Unity. <laughs> well, no, Unity's bad for all kinds of other reasons. Like, you know, monstrous <laughs> hair skull explosions and whatnot eyes spawning outside of people's heads <laughs> to be fair that's that a feature was, that's a feature that was up until of. that point the most interesting thing ubisoft had done with assassin's creed in a long time so. <laughs> what nightmare fuel <laughs> yes yes i was uh engaged by the horrible characters in that game I still haven't played it. I have it on my shelf, but you know, there's too much What's, other stuff to play. Wasn't there also a Dragon Age game that came out at around that same time that also was very nightmare fuely in the same way? I don't remember that. You know, when Dragon Age came out, that was that was when people were still arguing about all the all the gender crap, and that's all I remember about people making fun of various characters in that game for, so. Oh, I like Assassin's Creed Origins. That one I thought was really good. <laughs> was that um, the one that took place in Egypt? Yeah. That's the one that everybody likes Cassandra more than the actual main character? No, they're no, both main characters, right. Anna. Oh, okay. You Mom get to I choose. Am. Remember, they actually put the effort to make a selectable gendered character. But Chris, making female characters is it takes so a lot of hard. Time. Resource yeah. Yeah, no intensive. one managed to animate a female walking before. Yeah, <laughs> soft, ridiculous. To be to be fair, though, I did play Cassandra, and she is far more interesting than Alexios, the other one. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. I will say, as somebody who does design characters for novels, that sometimes designing females is hard. But you get over it, and you do it. Yeah. But you get over it. <laughs> oh, this is this takes work. Well, everything you put in a game takes work. Why are you whining about this one specific thing? I, I don't think that's how they actually intend it, but... It I is know. funny that it comes off that way. <laughs> right. And I mean, you know, I get I get the intention of what they were trying to say when they made that comment originally. It just came off as a ton of bricks. It came well, off it as was, a ton of bricks. Okay. It was a, it, it landed admission like a ton of, of laziness okay. because Ubisoft was like, well, look, we've already got all these canned animations and all the characters roughly fit like have the same skeleton <laughs> and we have all these all these assets that we can just slap in and sell you again. And if we make a female character, we actually have to do the work to add all this stuff into the game. And, and I mean, on, saying that would have work. at least been truthful. Yeah. I mean, 
I would rather have an admission that a company wants my money and isn't willing to work all that hard for it than for them to lie about it, you know? It's like that uh, Control game that they said that they couldn't release, like, couldn't, they couldn't do an Oh, upgrade. so Control said they weren't able to upgrade the yeah. regular edition of the game, and then they accidentally upgraded a bunch of the regular edition of the game and then unupgraded it. Like, I would well, have so much more it. respect for them if they said, we're not doing it because we want you to buy it again. Instead of yeah, lying. Just, it's like, just, just tell me you, you want or need my money. And then I will consider that, you know, based on the quality of your stuff in my bank account at the time. So, yes. But when you lie to me, it's like, just go away forever. <laughs> no, and, I, I get you on that. And I feel like the dilemma of this is that messaging of we can't came from 505. That is a publisher decision, not actually a developer um, position and so it's like the dilemma that they now run into is like the devs didn't make that decision and they probably didn't have a lot of control of the messaging either but they're the ones suffering for it yeah that's a bummer I mean would it have been outside the realm of possibility for the developer just to say that that decision lies outside the lies outside of our purview that's not up to us um there would be consequences to that decision. Yeah, I guess so. So th- could they have sent it? Yes. Would they have been burning some pretty hefty bridges doing so? Yes. Mm. Yeah, th- it's the dilemma with stuff like this. There's no winning. Yeah, not if not if you're the middleman, I guess. All right. Kelly, what have you been playing recently? <laughs> well, I had finished Lang Greaser 1 and realized that, like, most of the endings as you go down the way are just kind of, like, different characters and stuff like that. Because so, I was originally going um, um, to we'll try to unlock all the endings, but then when I saw that, like, a lot of them were basically the same, she's like, eh, I'm ready for Lang Greaser 2. And then I'm, I'm like a... I'm gonna say I'm about four maps into Langracer Two, and I'm in, I'm enjoying it so far. But man, they sure up the uh, I don't want to say difficulty, but challenge. They upped the complexity. Yeah. So like, you start to get undead units way earlier. You get you get um, pressed with like you, um, water units coming at you way earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not harder. Air quote harder. But there are definitely a larger variety of things to account for way sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, that uh, that fourth map where you get the axe guy in your party finally after he like does three turns of just doing nothing and then he decides, oh, I'm going to fight. Um, that one was a really weird one because it was clear that you were meant to, once he, you can control him, bring him down to the stuff that uh, he was strong against. And before I realized he could do that, I had brought um, Scott, the uh, cavalry unit, down to that bit where he was um, he was weak against those units. Yeah. If and it makes you feel st- better, the exact same thing happened to me. Yeah, so it's been stuff like that where, and you, you warned me about this, that you really need to keep track of your type matchups. Which, on, on this game, it isn't as obvious as it is with Fire Emblem. Right. Which is very frustrating. 
Yeah. So I, I'm enjoying that, but I put that on pause um, partially because I only had like two more um, sets of puzzles left in Voxelgram to finish, and then I was done with that game. I don't know if you've heard of Voxelgram or not. No, I think this might be the first time you've brought it up. So it's a Switch game, and I think it's on Steam, too, that's basically uh, 3D Picross. Ooh. Um, it's an unofficial 3D Picross because, I mean, Nintendo has that license, but it's 3D Picross. It's the, same, it's the exact same thing. Um, once you get used to kind of the jank of the controls, because that, that's like the hardest learning curve because it's not exactly like how um, the Nintendo one controls. And it actually took me like several levels to figure out that you could um, hide the layers in a way so that it only shows like one layer when you're doing the uh, puzzle. But um, I'd been playing that off and on for like months and months and months on end. And then when I saw an end in sight, it was like, okay, I'm finally going to finish all these puzzles. And um, if you guys are fans at all of the original 3D Picross on the DS, you guys need to pick this up. Chris ended up picking up that 3D Picross game for me as part of my box of crap. And I ended up putting like, oh, I don't know, 100 hours into it or something crazy like that. Yeah. The original Nintendo one? Yeah. Yeah. I I need to find that one. I bought Picross 2 on 3DS. I need to find the, the copy of the DS version. I mean, and, I want to okay. say on the surface that it would be fairly easy to find because Chris literally got it for me in a box of crap. But mm-hmm. um, maybe people at some point that discovered was it was years a good game. ago, Anna. Right, and it at was some before point, it was out of print and shit. Right, and at some point, it seems like people discovered that it was actually a good game. And so, um, I have definitely seen people talking about it in a way that I didn't when it was air quote new, new to me mostly. And um, that and sure you're showing it on the screen because it's it's kind of hard to describe, but it handles the gap thing a lot differently than 3D Picross. That can be kind of hard to grasp at first if you're used to that old one. Um, basically, the numbers on the sides of the blocks count how many gaps there are going to be. So, like right now, you're looking at a three by three that has a two with a little bitty one that means that there's going to be one gap in that row um 3d Picross handled that much differently with the um circles around the numbers and the squares around the numbers and some of the huge puzzles get pretty challenging when there's like a 10 and it says that it has four gaps in it oof that does sound yeah big. but th- then again it's also easier because you know when you've got a four that says that it has three gaps in it, you know that all of the fours are going to be um, one block wide, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. So, in, in a way, it's easier, and in a way, it's a little bit more challenging. And like I said, because you're you're not controlling it with a stylus, the controls are just... I have just no open. idea what just happened. I just watched him do that whole thing. I don't yeah. know what he just did. <laughs> uh, the controls are a little bit hard to get used to, especially when you turn things. And some of the huge puzzles, it's like you'll turn it just a degree, and then it'll phase out the one side and then do the other side. But at the same time, it's still such a fun game. And I, I recommend it highly if you like um, 
nonogram games at all. And I'm just dying for Nintendo to make another 3D Picross. Um, I'm actually kind of annoyed because, like, the Steam version of this game has, um, like, fan-made puzzles and stuff like that. And if I wouldn't have known that, I would have bought it on uh, Steam first. Hmm. So... I'd so yeah, I thought I thought I told you about this game, Anna, but maybe I didn't. Maybe on a Friday night Discord hangout. Yeah, yeah, but because uh, I know that you're like a huge Picross I am. person, and you said that you finished both both uh, 3D Picrosses, didn't you? Yes. Did yeah. you finish all your Picross E's yet? Um. So I finished all the ones that were on 3DS. I've only picked up S on the Switch. Well, get on it. I think they're up to they're up to at least three, maybe four. Um, but I I tend to buy them on sale. Okay. And there hasn't been a sale yet. I don't know what this game goes for on the eShop. I bought it so long ago. Um, hang on, I'm looking that up right now. But the other game that I played this week um, is Mario 3D, 3D All-Stars. I started up Mario 64. I was a PlayStation kid back in the day, so I never really played Mario 64. I, I, what little I played of it, I like literally played at Sears. <laughs> whenever, my mom, whenever my mom would go clothes shopping, and she'd be like, let, let me hang out in the... Uh, in the because for some reason, in our Sears, the video game counter was in the boys' clothes section. That makes sense. I don't. I mean, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if any other Sears was like that, or if that was like by weird Sears. But that's why I would play it, and like I, I would have Bob Bob on Battlefield memorized, but the rest of the game not so much. <laughs> so I'm uh, mildly surprised at how fun this game is. Um, which, which seems stupid, but like I've, every time I've ever tried to go back to play it, I just couldn't get into it. So this time around, it's like I'm really getting into it, even though the controls feel very, very jank. Yeah, I, so you, there's uh, a lot of people on my Twitter complaining about the camera. Yeah, yeah, the camera is what's driving me crazy the most because there was one level where or in. Uh, Boo's Mansion, where I had to do a kickflip up to get into a secret area, and the camera completely wigged out on me, and got stuck in a uh, it got got stuck in the behind Mario mode, so I had, had no idea where I was going or what I was doing, and then ended up dying because I couldn't see the booze coming out. <laughs> Oops. Uh, so, how do you control the camera on the Switch version of Mario sixty four? The right analog stick, but because it is in increments and not a free camera, um, you can't... Yeah, that'll drive you crazy. Okay. Yeah, I was was wondering about that. I mean, I I got the game. I got two copies of it and uh, haven't played it yet. I was wondering if they changed up the camera controls. Yeah. No, I mean, they're still sort of the same, but yeah... um, you can have a little bit of jank there. And s- some levels, like um, the level where you get the um, wing cap switch, like I cannot get that red star at all. Or, or that uh, 
star or the star that you get for the red coins. I cannot get that one because I cannot figure out how to fly Mario with the red cap because it doesn't feel tight and responsive like um, like the cape does. It feels very floaty, and I don't know if the original game was like that or if it's the emulation. And then my husband last night was playing Galaxy in TV mode with his Pro Controller, and you actually can like point the Pro Controller at the TV and get have the little cursor to get the star bits. But the uh, controls were driving him up the wall in that version. He eventually had to. He eventually just moved on to Mario Sunshine because it was annoying him so bad. So I didn't play Galaxy at all, and I played only a, a teeny tiny amount of Sunshine. So I'm kind of debating diving into this one and seeing how well I do. I I typically struggle with 3D Mario games, so we'll see how well I do. Yeah, um, I'm right now I am about 40, I've got 48 stars, and I've completely finished um, up through Boo's Mansion for getting, like, all the stars in the level, and I'm only doing, like, the minimum stars that I need to get to uh, beat Bowser at the end. Um, I'm not doing a 120-star run, because screw that noise. Um, Heck that. yeah. Yeah, and uh, and also I was talking about this uh, in the um, Discord chat last night. They got rid of the Salonge Bowser line. What? So, in the original game, when Mario would throw Bowser, he would go, Salonge Bowser, but people hear it as Salonge Bowser. Salonge Bowser. And they removed that line, and I think they just changed it. I can't remember what they changed it to. I want to say it was like uh, so long or bye or something. Bye-bye. But (laughs) Of all the things they couldn't bother to fix or change or upgrade or improve in those games, but they managed to do that. Yeah. Priorities. Priorities. Oh, God. Um, Mario Sunshine was even funnier because when they had Flood explaining the controls, they had clearly muted out the original um, lines for the uh, the original voice lines for the GameCube version so that there's like very audible gaps in dialogue like press the button to jump, press the button to fill up and my husband and I were just Tackling at how awful that sounded. <laughs> it's uh, clearly a pretty low effort port. Like for the 35 year anniversary of Mario, uh, I, I think mean, we could I, have expected a little better. I mean, uh, I'm enjoying it, and I'm glad that they are making the games available for this new generation because like trying to track down a copy of sunshine for the GameCube has been impossible. And I don't feel like pulling out my, um, my 64 to play the other games. I don't even know where the copy of galaxy is. So I like that they did this collection, but I also get why people are kind of upset at the quality of it because some of, some of the jank is still jank, and I think that they could have at least went through it and gave it a little bit of a spit shine as so far as the controls. The interesting thing is, is they actually did go through and spit shine some of it, 
because people have been digging into the files and there's actually like a bunch of stuff that is being replaced on the fly as you play the game. I'm not saying it's good enough, but I am saying for people that are like, they didn't change anything. It's like, well, they did. You just didn't notice. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I'm glad just to have it because I never played the 64. Well, I didn't play very much back in the day. Um, So it's nice to be able to finally have it in my home without having to go, you know, scrolling through eBay, trying to get retro consoles and whatnot. But it just seems like for for something like this, Nintendo probably could have spent more money and given the developers more time. Like, I, I don't see how this was so little effort. They knew the anniversary was coming, right? I mean... This didn't spring up this. on them, right? So it's, yeah, I mean, they were, they were working on it, but at some point they went, e- we're going to do this for the anniversary, but we're not really going to do that much. And I, I still don't understand why it's arbitrarily limited, especially digitally. Yeah, but. that kind of that kind of confuses me. I mean, I understand probably what happened is they had planned to do a lot more work on this and then COVID. Yeah. That that might be a And the tinfoil hat theory that I've heard is that they're gonna make them all three of them available separately on the eShop for an, an increased price. And I mean, this still limited thing is just the collection. That would I mean, I don't even think that's that tinfoil hat. I, I think that, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I with Harrison. That, that doesn't sound tinfoil hat as much as it sounds like sensible. I, I, I guess you're right. It's just, you know, people when they speculate and they, right. they, they think that, I mean, you're in the industry, people think that they know everything and they actually don't. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just a um, speculation. It's the... They, it's that. How do I explain this? People know just enough to be dangerous, but not enough to be knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, my dad said that to me the first time I started tinkering with computers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that line. I really do. But you know, as far as just wanting to play the old games, I definitely think it's worth the sixty bucks because. You're you're getting them all, and you're getting them exactly how you remember them. Yep. Jank it all. I mean, I bought a copy for myself. I bought a copy for my nieces as one of their Christmas presents. So, can't say that it's all bad. But I just, yeah. I just kind of wish we would have gotten Galaxy Two on there. I I kind of wish that Nintendo weren't being Nintendo with their just arbitrary and random well we're just only gonna be limited time like it, it just doesn't especially digital version doesn't make any sense well i don't mind them being are saying that it's gonna be limited i just wish that they would say why i mean like the physical version yeah limited we're only gonna do we're only gonna print it for so long that that mm-hmm. makes sense but digital there's no constraints for that whatsoever you're just you're choosing you're arbitrarily limiting it and i don't I don't know. It's probably like the Disney thing where you can only buy it so long, so then everyone goes out and gets it. Yeah, I mean... But otherwise, they might have hold, held off. It's fear of missing out and whatnot, so... Yeah, and that's the thing, is it's like, why don't they say what the reason is? Because honestly, for me, and I mean, I, I don't know definitively, but I could take an educated guess that it is FOMO. Yeah. They're just leveraging FOMO on this. Yeah. And for why isn't Galaxy 2 in, in it, honestly, that's probably COVID. Yeah, probably time constraints. Probably the answer for why didn't they do this better or more, or yeah, probably 
Kinder's Agile with COVID. They could have decided that we'll patch, you know, various things in later, to be fair. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I, I think that their messaging on this was really poor. Mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah. not absolving them of all of the problems that are inherent to this sort of thing. Um, I just think that I understand what some of them are. And I'm not saying that we, you know, deserve a fourth Mario game, although didn't the other All-Stars have four games in it? Yeah, because it had the lost levels. Okay. Um, but, I mean, if I had any expectation that this would be patched and improved, maybe further enhanced later down the line, that'd be one thing, but I, I don't even suspect that'll be the case. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Oh, gosh, it's hard to say, like... For me, I, I think in terms of like a value proposition, if they came out later with a um, Galaxy 2 as a DLC and it was offered for free to people that had the physical copy, maybe that would work. That would be a good, uh, you know, way of, I don't know, that would making make- up is a good way of saying it, but making up for maybe falling under people's expectations well like the physical copy or even the digital copy since it's apparently going to be limited you know right. i did a puzzle and it's under vibe good job hey you made a oh, did you buy it? no it's a demo on steam oh oh but, microcontroller Duh. But Anna, if, if they offered that free to people that only bought the uh physical version people would get so mad especially with how quickly the physical has been selling out fair I mean, I, I'd say just, I'm, I'm spitballing. Yeah, physical so, <laughs> yeah, no, I, was, I get you. That was kind I mean, of funny. Be, though. It's the internet. People will be bad no matter what. Um, Let's just get that out of the way right there. It's just a degree of madness. Yeah. Shortly and, after that game was announced, I went to eBay to see the inevitable. I've been doing this a lot over the last couple of days, to be fair. And sure enough, people were scalping that for like 300 bucks within minutes of it being announced. And I was like, okay. I mean, it's expected. They, Nintendo said it was going to be limited. And I like I, eBay's I the real winner this week. <laughs> yeah, eBay's just God, they're yeah. cleaning up. Um, and then the stock didn't run out. For days, Best Buy had this in stock. Yeah, and I and mean... the price of the eBay you know, scalpers went from 300 down to 200 down to 120 down to 100 and eventually it was like 70 80 and i'm just they're like why do you idiots even buy this <laughs> like the, the shipping and the amount ebay is going to take off it's gonna like you're not making a dime off of this what i don't know and it's funny because it actually stuck around enough that i you know sent a text to my sister-in-law who has an ebay store and i'm like hey if you're willing to like sock this away in a closet for a year and then flip it when it's no longer available, you could probably pull some money out of it. Oh, yeah. No, these will definitely appreciate in value. To what degree? I don't know, because there seemed to have been a lot of initial stock. But you'll you'll definitely be able to... That's what I told her. Like, I I can't guarantee this will make you money, but I think it will. A conservative guess, I think, would be you'll be able to get twice the value of it if you wait a few years. Sure. It's not a bad yeah. value proposition for something that isn't hard to store and will you will at the very least get your money back out of it. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing that I thought was hilarious was that um, Best Buy was shipping their copies. Uh, I don't want to say early, but 
out enough to where if you live next to the dis- distribution center, you got it a day early. Yeah. So I was making, I made wheels incredibly jealous because I posted, you know, a picture of me hovering the penguin over the ledge because that's what you do in this game. <laughs> and he was like, "How do you? Oh, how do Michael you have Jackson this early?" Simulator. Oh, Chris, no. Oh, too soon. Okay, sorry. Wait, what? I said it's a Michael Jackson simulator. Oh. <laughs> no, no, definitely not too soon. Not too I, I soon. We, Just I think gross. we can get away with it. But um, but yeah, it's like karma definitely making up for the shit show that was my um, copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, what happened with that? I oh, had yeah. to wait. I finished the game before, uh, or I bought the game digitally because but I had I that finished day the off. game before I even got it. Like, wait, yeah, what? I'm very confused now. Yeah, I, so <laughs> you you got it digitally, and Vaughn got a physical collector's edition. No, um, we both ended up playing it digitally because he was jealous that I was playing it. <laughs> um, oh, jeez! And I didn't want to cancel my pre-order for the digital edition because, or for the physical because it was the deluxe edition and i got it at a pretty decent um discount yeah amazon was selling those at a real nice price so i i was like screw it i'm just gonna buy it digitally i'm double dipping it's my favorite one of my favorite games of all time remade and then i ended up finishing it before my physical copy actually got here and vaughn's uh, he had a empty envelope shipped to him <gasps> that's right uh... So he had to wait even longer. That is the the Day Zero edition. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he he got it resolved. He finally got his. He was he was very upset, and I don't blame him. I would have been yeah. just livid at that point. Um, but yeah, so it was nice getting our Mario All Stars as early. All my I usually, I'm never that lucky. Those aren't. I I like that you're equivocating those games in quality, but I don't agree. Wait. Well, you're a snob. Oh, well, that's true. Well, like you'd know you haven't played the other uh, one. I'm not <laughs> going to play Sunshine. <laughs> Shots fired. She was uh, talking about the remake, Chris. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you're right. I actually I'm going to play that game before you do. Was pretty good. I, I expected I expected worse out of the Final Fantasy VII remake. I didn't think that combat gameplay would be one of the glowing aspects of that going into it, but... Yeah, prove me wrong. Square Enix, after 15 years of plunking around idly, figured out how to make a decent ARPG, so good on them. It only took, like, re- restarting the development of that game a couple times. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, at least it didn't turn out like Final Fantasy fifteen, right? Listen, and, uh, 15's a good no game, you can shut up. <laughs> I, I will not. <laughs> yeah, but it never uh, got finished. fine. <laughs> <laughs> But also, a kick, I think kicking Nomura off that project kind of helped. But we'll get into that later. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> old hat. Uh, all my coworkers at Gamer Guides are like most of them live in the UK, and you know how the sales for Final Fantasy VII Remake were in the UK. They were out nope. like ten days to a week early. Yeah. So they were all playing it, and I was sitting here in America, like. But eventually, Square Enix came through and got us a review code, and they were nice enough to let me have that, so I could, well, one, get a get a head start on that guide, and two, actually play it and stop sulking. So, <laughs> thank you, Square Enix. That was that was much appreciated. Sad Haraven in the snow. I I was I was not going on to the uh, 
to the Slack, so I wouldn't have to see them talk about it. Dang and they were avoiding the ledge, spoilers, Cole. but they were still talking about it, so it was like... Eh. Yeah, anyways. We, so yeah, that's, that's what I've been playing. Alright. Do we have an Alex? Yeah, just about. Hey! I want to hear about 13 Sentinels! We wasted enough time that he managed to make it. Yay. <laughs> it's going to be a long show today. Yeah. Look at a lot of news. What, did something happen this week? Oh, a little bit. A few things happened. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get into minutes. it. We'll get into it. Alex, what have you been playing? I've been playing 13 Sentinels. Yeah! Your well, review came actually, out this actually week. Actually, not, not this week, because I finished it about two weeks ago. But You had to wait to talk about it. Yeah, pretty much. It's good. It's really good. I heard about. I heard your video review, at least a draft. I don't know if it's up yet, but uh, it was very well done. Well, good job on that. And um, yeah, it, it sounds it like you really like it. <laughs> I do really like it. It it is it is very much a me game, and probably one that I know Sam and Josh will definitely definitely enjoy. So yeah, it's it is very story heavy. So it's not one to go into for all the strategy stuff, although the strategy stuff is good. It is definitely sort of more geared towards the narrative parts and the sort of the adventure parts, which are sort a little bit of a mixture of visual novel and adventure game. Because there's there's a few sort of point and click gameplay elements, although they are sort of very basic as point and click goes. There's no real puzzles or anything you have to figure out. It's just clicking on things. Interesting. And yeah, I don't really want to talk about specifics of the story so much because they're all super lot, spoiler heavy. Yeah, the the story itself is all about figuring out what's going on. So sort of any anything I say about that sort of spoils that part of the process and that's really what the game the game works towards. But it's all really intricately weaved, everything all the character stories sort of intertwine really nicely, everything like that. So yeah, it's it's very much one to sort of get get sucked into and sort of keep pulling on threads and figuring out how they relate to others and what's what's going on exactly. I'm gonna have to buy this. It's I so can't good. wait. I actually can't wait to play it. I think it comes out next week. So Tuesday. Oh, cool. Yeah, so yeah, the, the one thing I didn't get to see is, or hear is the English dub because that's getting added in the day one patch. So I, I only had the Japanese dub, but the, Jap- the Japanese dub itself is really good and sort of the the text localization as well is really strong. So. Sweet. It should, be, it should be good. Our tap in the bathroom is haunted. They can't hear it on the stream. Or on the podcast, yeah. Okay. Hi. <laughs> but yeah, we have an automatic yeah. faucet in our bathroom, and it randomly goes off, and it just went off. So it's like, thank you, faucet, for keeping us clean. <laughs> your just, your just house say is thank way you. more automated than I'd be comfortable It's a little with. Too, too automated at the moment. Yeah, you were I need to get that like... water thing now, Anna, the, because to, just to counteract <laughs> the tap. We need smart devices that battle with <laughs> you you have an automatic tap is it like one of those motion sensing ones yeah. yes yeah your kittens are gonna have fun when they figure that out yeah oh, no yep oh no yep simon and sophie never figured out the kitchen one 
We'll see if the new kittens figure out the bathroom one. Oh, no. Yeah, ki- kittens, like, uh, you see the little gear in their head turning, and they figure stuff like that out, so. I hadn't considered that. And they will not forget it. <laughs> Everyone remembered that. Everyone remembered that. <laughs> well, like, our cat Nami knows that water comes out of the faucets because when we get anywhere near a faucet, she like goes near it and goes near it and starts nosing it so that we'll turn it on for. That's why we have cat fountains. I can't imagine how she would react to an automatic faucet. I'm glad we have cat fountains. Yeah. Anyway, I should probably explain the structure more because I can actually. That would talk be about nice. That. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's you get the prologue bit, which is basically you go through seven individual character story stories, their introduction chapter, and then in between them, there's basically tutorial battles. So that that's sort of the first few hours of the game. And then after that, it branches into sort of three main sections on the menu, which is one is basically story advancement the second is fighting the battles the kaiju then, yes so fighting against the kaiju and then the third one is basically just an analysis thing where you can sort of read oh, up i have a question all the stuff you've unlocked why yeah. does it look like they're naked inside their robots they are naked inside the robots okay. i mean so, what is, is the reason the anime the reason is anime developers. okay good <laughs> yes it's made by yeah. what the dragon's crown developers yes, yes this is vanillaware okay. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I think that answers it, right? No, that's that would be why why are they naked and their arms are thicker than their heads. <laughs> so are they a, naked and they story. have giant tatas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There, there is a technical story reason, but that's a spoiler, so. Uh-huh. I would say, and it's not really important. It is pretty much because anime. Is it a, okay, I was going to say, is it a story reason like why Quiet has to dress like she did? Yeah, is that is that an outdated reference now? Uh, you just got a big Metal Gear Solid Five. Wait, did uh, you play Metal Gear Five? Wow, I didn't know you did that, Kelly. Oh no, I didn't. But I knew why people said quiet oh. had to dress so skimpily you know, it, because uh, essentially a non-reason. Oh, it's something like her programming makes her overheat. It's something dumb. I think yeah, it, it, it's, through it's her dumb. skin, it's, so it's obviously dumb. you have not... to wear like a bikini. It, it's not important. It's like half-ass plot justification for skimpy dressing. But yeah, so you can so it lets you sort of advance all the character stories or the mecha sort of fights in whatever order you wish to an extent. After a certain point, it will say, "Okay, you have to advance this person's story x amount or enough or in everyone's story x amount before you can advance." Further and so that applies that applies both ways. So there's there's some roadblocks you have to meet. You can't you don't get sort of all part of one character story at once and then move on. You have to sort of keep rotating between them, but you can sort of rotate in in a generally free order. And yeah, between yeah between that all the character stories basically their own sort of own little chapters which have the sort of adventure parts, sort of point and click style things where you sort of just go, go through the story. Some of them do have sort of multiple routes for the same chapter, but it's basically a choice of do you do that first or something else first, and then that just branches off into very different directions. But it's all very interesting, and just, yeah, basically the narrative just basically sells sells everything in terms of that. 
it's well well worth it for the story. Are See, there multiple I... endings? Oh. There are not multiple endings. It is just one. That oh, okay. is probably a good thing, though, because it sounds like there is a lot to digest in that game. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's not a story that sort of lends itself to multiple endings. It's yeah, just one that keeps building up into into its conclusion. I actually thought that game was pretty much a pure visual novel until I read some reviews about it and they were talking about the combat and I was like, wait, this game has combat? So I don't know if that's bad marketing or me just not paying attention, but a little bit surprised. Um, I think, well, I think it, it was, might be a combination of both. <laughs> it yeah. might be. I mean, it, it, the time balance is very much on the story-heavy bit and that is easily the best part of the game, so... Okay. It's sort of fun that you sort of think it's more of a visual novel, but yeah. The the combat system is still is still pretty interesting. It's sort of their real time strategy which they used once before in Grim Grimoire. But this time with giant robots. As you do. Yep. Giant robots are great. Chicks dig giant robots. <laughs> Chicks will dig you when you climb into your giant robot. Naked. Yes, yeah, that's pretty much it for Fashion Sentinels Easy Swim, unless anyone has any other questions that I've forgotten. No, I just think I need to buy it now. So, all right. Yep, um, I do very much recommend it. I think the last person to go is me. Well, no, I wasn't here unless we had done. Crusade the Kings. Yeah, unless we had Crusade the Kings 3 talk yet. Ooh, just just kind of brush the surface of it. I didn't play it yet, so tell me all about it. Well, it's it's like we say the Kings too, but okay. better. It's better. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, that's all I wanted. I, I've had I've had a lot of fun. It's 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 a lot more sort of not more character driven, so you get more sort of fun stories and things you can do with your character. I've I've been playing I've been playing in in Croatia. Just, Building up the King of Croatia for the moment. And, uh, How many yeah, playthroughs I've, have you gotten through so far? I've gotten through about a third of one. A third of one. <laughs> well, um, he was kind yep. of busy with a no, that's, review game. That, no, I mean, that's this also, game, Anna. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never finished a playthrough of Crusader Kings 2. So oh, okay, I, cool. <laughs> I highly doubt I will ever finish a playthrough of Crusader Kings 3. I mean, you haven't even failed one? Well, there's not really... There's no win condition... Yes, but there are lots of lose conditions. There's, well, well, the only lose condition is you screw up your line and don't have a, an air. Yeah. I mean, Chris has a couple of times cut off his junk without having an air. Listen, you. Just once or twice. <laughs> wait, wait. Literally <laughs> in the game? Well, listen. This, this we, a, there was experimental... Happens. Listen, I was dying of cancer, and the guy said, hey, I've got some ideas. And I said, all right, go for it. I shouldn't have said, all right, go for it. I mean, that kind of sounds like a lose-lose either way. Well, if you've already got a family, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. I didn't in this case. <laughs> so, I think... so the cousin that was attempting to assassinate him got the throne instead. It's all right. I'm, I was related to her, so it's cool. I get to continue. It's just I thought she was a jerk, and I didn't want her to get the throne. But as soon as I was her, it's like, all right, let's, let's all in. <laughs> let's kill everyone yeah, else. I mean, it, some, sometimes you want to die. Yeah. In this game. Okay. That sounds interesting. Yeah, no, it's this is a lot of fun. weird. 
It's really fun. It's not my kind of game, which is fine. Is it only on it, it PC? Will be, it's more of your kind of game than you realize. It's for PC now. and is I that it? It might for be you? Xbox Game yeah. Pass, but in no, the future? I think it's PC. I, yeah, it's, it's still PC. If it's Xbox Pass, it's Xbox Pass for PC. It's very mouse-driven. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All, yeah, all the Paradox games are mouse-driven. They have, I think they've started doing some on console, but so far I think it's only Stellaris. Okay, well that answers that question. But yeah. And other than that, I've been doing more eye racing just because. Hey, you placed good in one of your races, right? Oh, well, that was well. the sort of seven-week season. Yeah. So I finished 13th in that. See, that's and, not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good, especially since the, there's usually about 40 in each race. So on Thursday, we had our Smash the Packs race, which... Is that where you get drunk and then drive to PAX? No, it's uh, it's basically the PAX edition of the of a smash to pass, which is where we turn off all damage and Uh-oh. any sort of penalties for causing collisions. <laughs> Rubbing is racing. <laughs> so yeah, you can you can watch the Penny Arcade replay for the chaos that ensues. Nice. Yeah, I'm done now. Uh, so I guess the last person to go is me. Oh yes, you. Yes, so um, I couldn't talk about it last week because it was still under embargo, but I've been playing Moero Crystal H. Moero. 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 Emphasis on the Moe. Yes, H. This is another one of your... Oh, yeah. This is another one of your um, gross adult games. (laughs) Are are you sure it's not emphasis on the H? Yeah, you're right. (laughs) So the H stands for hyper and not hentai. Just just to clear Sure, I believe you. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So, um, for those who are unfamiliar with this series, um, it actually started with Monster Mon Piece. And the premise behind this series is to get girl monster girls naked. And so, um, the less clothes that a monster girl is wearing, typically the more powerful that she is. And so, after Monster Mon Piece, which is this weird kind of almost like a board game style gameplay... Um, they switched to first-person dungeon crawler, and they made a game that never came out in English, Morero Sailor something, and then they made two that did eventually come out in North America, which is Morero Chronicles, which came out as Morero Chronicles H because it was the hyper version that had a bunch of stuff added to it, and then they put out Morero Crystal H, which is what I have been playing. So now you're all caught up in the series. Um, don't play this in public because you will be incredibly embarrassed or the people around you will be incredibly embarrassed depending on how much, um, you know, gusto you have for games like this. But yes, um, the premise of the game is, um, you are playing as the only guy in existence, I swear, otherwise known as the luckiest pervert. And, uh, he comes to town to discover that the, um, bra, uh, bra of darkness has been stolen and it has caused an imbalance in the world. And so you must take the panties of light and strip all of the girls that have been cursed by the bra of darkness and put the, strip them of all of their clothes and put the panties of light onto them. And so this is a first-person dungeon crawler, um, which has surprising depth. Please don't take that as anything other than actually this is a game that has way more to it than I thought a booby game would. And so as you progress... For a story or gameplay, sorry. <laughs> um, 
depth in gameplay. Okay. And so, That's- like, as you progress through the game, and you, this game has a huge cast of characters. It has something like 80 monster girls that you can recruit, including DLC characters, which are free in the hyper version of the game. They were DLC for the original release. Um, and so, yeah, there's like 80 monster girls you can um, strip and add to your party. And um, when you... For most first-person dungeon crawler games, the focus of the game is the first-person dungeon crawling. Um, In this game, there's actually a ton of stuff to do. And I would say out of like the 30-ish hours that I've played on the game, at least half of them have been spent not in a dungeon. So when you're in town, there is... um, most of the stuff goes on inside of the inn. And so you can do this um, Doki Doki shooter game where you are piloting a penis and um, shooting the clothes off of girls in order to find their hidden crystals. And once you go inside one of their crystals, um, it's also a first-person dungeon crawler experience, um, but it also unlocks like new abilities for them. It unlocks the ability for you to mix and match panties and bras and unlocks um, special skills that you can't get any other way. And those skills are actually some of the most powerful stuff you can get in the game. For the most part, you can't get AOE attacks except for doing this like dive into their psyche, basically. And so you can... Um, As you sort of have them in your party, and there's lots of different ways to have monster girls in your party, because there's like main characters that are part of combat, and then there's backup characters that provide support for them. Your party ends up being huge. It ends up being 15 monster girls at a time. Um, And so you you improve your relationship with them the longer they are in your party. And when you improve your relationship with them, they have like mini story events that happen, and that can unlock additional stuff. And you can have girls that move in together and they're roommates and then they have stories that go along with them. So like for a game that is ostensibly about taking clothes off of monster girls, there's actually a ton going on in this game. And so I'm nearly done. I'm in the last dungeon now. I'm in the process of getting the review tweaked. So as soon as I'm done the game, I will probably fire off the review right away. I can't imagine anything changing my mind on anything that I've written in the last two or three hours. But I don't know. Maybe the game will surprise me and I'll have to tweak things. So it is fun. Uh, And if you can either tolerate or enjoy the boobies, it's actually a really good dungeon crawler. It's got this cool elemental system where all of the enemies and all of your monster girls are either are strong to one element and weak to one element. And so you kind of need to craft a party where all of your elements are balanced in order to take advantage of all the elemental weaknesses of enemies. And depending on what bra and panty set you have on your girls, they can be totally different. Even even the same monster girl can be totally different. So, like, one of the monster girls that you start with, you can have her in a physical DPS job, a magical DPS job, a buffing job, or a range DPS job, essentially. So, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I mean, I'd have a lot of fun with it either way, but it's actually shockingly good. No, it actually sounds a lot of fun and definitely for the lulls. Oh, yeah. I mean, you definitely do need to be um, comfortable with with a lot of nudity. So, you know, (laughs) be aware of that coming into the game. 
That was uh, way more of a ringing endorsement than I thought this would get. Right? Like, I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily recommend um, Monster Mon Piece. It is kind of a train wreck in terms of, like, too many systems going on at once and stuff isn't really well explained. And the primary cool thing about the game is you get to take clothes off of girls. Um, but, yeah, this is actually a step up from... Even Morero Chronicles, which I also had a lot of fun with, but found that it did lack any sort of long-term depth in the gameplay. I think I did eventually kind of get tired of it. Wasn't there one of these games like on the Vita and Steam, I want to say? Yeah, so Monster Mon Piece was Vita and Steam. And then the next one in the series never... I don't think it ever came out in English, or if it did, it's a Southeast Asia translation. And then um, the original Chronicle and Crystal came out on PC. And then this is uh, uh, Chronicle H came out last year or the year before on on Switch. And then this is Crystal, the next one in the series. And it just comes it just came out on Thursday on Switch. Oh, yeah. They do have a what's it? Moreo? Is that how you say it? Moreo. Yeah. Yeah. They have a Moreo Chronicle on Steam, apparently. Okay. So that's the original one. The hyper version that came out on the Switch has a couple really small quality of life tweaks, and um, the DLC is baked into it. So, And I mean, this is Morero Crystal? Yes. That you've been playing? Okay. Yes. So Crystal comes after Chronicle. All right. So it's an entirely different game. Um, but it has a lot of the same assets and a lot of the same Monster Girls and a lot of the same premises. So I would say don't play the two of them back to back because I think it would be a little boring. So that's what I've been playing. We should do feedback. Chris, like, walked away. <laughs> <coughs> Remember when Nintendo used to be the family-friendly console? Yeah, and then all of a sudden yeah. they're like boobies. Cool, we're there. Yeah, I'm I, I'm all for it. Let let the consumer decide what they want and don't want. Well, at the same time, Omega Labyrinth Life sold way more on the PlayStation than it did on the Switch, where it was uncensored. <laughs> so that's weird. You know. I'm I'm not saying there isn't a market for adult-oriented games, but I am saying I think the perception of how big that market is may be a little overblown. So, in Chris's stead, from Shaman, oh wait, our question of the week last week was suggest a game for SRPG September for the cast boy. So, from Shaman... They write, last week's question of the week, the mythical Final Fantasy All-Stars I would want would be Final Fantasy's... Wait, was this last week's? Two weeks ago. Yeah, Shaman's responding to two weeks. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's my bad. I got confused. Um, I'd The mythical Final Fantasy All-Stars I would want would be Final Fantasies 1 through 6, and the one I would skip would be 2. I also played the best version of that game on PSP, and after Eidman's Mist, I never want to play it again. 
Uh, also, there was a trilogy release proposed for Xenosaga, but Katsuro Harada from Bandai Namco tweeted that it wasn't going to be profitable enough for the publisher to go ahead with it. This week's question of the week, this is a good time to pick up the Anna-approved Mercenary Saga Chronicles. It's half off on the Switch until the 30th in North America, which I believe makes it uh, $7.49 for most of the cast. Yes, do approve. I had a lot of fun with that game. It's not overly complicated. It's just enough TRPG to be fun. Um, Platinum writes, I'd recommend Lord of the Rings, the third age for the GBA. Unlike the PS2 version, which was a Final Fantasy X clone, and a very good thing at doing that, by the way, the GBA title was a tactical game. Now the defunct review site GBA Central had this to say about it. Comparable in many ways to Fire Emblem, the Third Age betters it in many ways, offering a more in-depth character management system, deeper tactical options, and a great variety in mission objectives. Um, that, may be over, that may be overselling it, but I liked it. Short, sweet, and $10 on eBay. <clears throat> Plotty M also agreed with me over the experience share thing. But I didn't get much feedback on that, so there's that. Um, Gamer Esquire, for question of the week, I will recommend Fail Seal Arbiter's Mark, a game that channels Final Fantasy tactics in all the best ways and provides gamers with a deep strategic combat system. And then finally, Kroll writes, SRP. SRPG September showing means Crusader Kings 3. It's obviously not a tactical RPG, but it's got the strategy element covered. As for the RPG bit, I'm just going to go by the fact that Game Pass is adamant that it is an RPG. I won't argue with Microsoft. They have more lawyers than the the, medieval dynasty has illegitimate children. (laughs) I will second Felseal. If you like Final Fantasy Tactics, I think it's Almost inconceivable that you won't like Felseal. I have a friend of mine that has picked up Felseal on both the Switch and on the PC, and he sends me regular updates about what his party is doing and where he is going, and it does sound pretty amazing. So, thank you everybody who submitted feedback. We have a question of the week, and our question of the week is pretty simple. Are you going to pick up... um, 13 Sentinels Ages Rim. And why yes. are we not? So well, it's, just, it's, it's, awesome. it's also technically a strategy game. So There you go. SRPG September on many fronts. Sounds um, awesome. I will probably buy 13 Sentinels when it goes down in price. I am I am tapped out after all the stuff this week. That's fair. Are you going to pick up 13 Sentinels, Kelly? Yeah, yeah, I've got it pre-ordered. Nice. And I uh, guess if I'm af- picking it up, technically that means Chris's too. But After Alex's glowing review, I was kind of sold. So. Uh, it still feels like it's just an anime. You say that You're like it's anime. a bad thing. <laughs> I, looking through the footage, I'm like, is there a game in here? <laughs> And the best part's the story? I don't know. Alex doesn't feel the need to defend it. so <laughs> You already sold Anna, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I, sold, I, I sold the people valid opinions. 
Ooh. Wow. All right. Shots fired. Yeah. No, I'll take that. It's probably true. You better be careful. He'll reconsider buying you a PS5. Who? (laughs) Alex. He's going to buy me a PS5? No, you're buying him a PS5. I want him to buy me a PS5. No. Uh, Nobody can buy him a PS5 anyway. They're not for sale. Yeah, well, told him to keep an eye out. Maybe he'll be lucky. You buy it. If you buy it for the site, technically it's a tax write-off. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're good. We don't need that. Yeah. So Sony has made its apology for the whole pre-order thing. Oh, we're so sorry. You don't have one. Yeah. Nobody wants an apology. They want more. Well, th- they said they're going to do that as well. Oh, okay. Are we Are we going to talk about that now? Yeah, we might as well jump into the news. Oh, is it news time? Yep. So before we go into all of the editorial stuff and news stuff of the week, um, so PS5 pre-order, so they had the PlayStation 5 press conference. They had an event, yeah. And as part of that, they revealed a release date and a price. And they said, pre-orders are going up today. No. No, they, they said tomorrow. Oh, no, and then they, they went didn't up. say anything. They got Jeff Keeley to say it. Yeah. Oh, right. It Mom wasn't bad. during the event. Why would it be during the event? So they put on Jeff Keeley's Twitter. <laughs> September 17th, um, the console will come out November 12th, and the, you know, the price is 500 for the regular one, four, 399 or 400 for the uh, digital only. Um, which, you know, that's fine. And why is it 400 for the less one? Well, because it's just as powerful as the $500 one, unlike the Xbox One, which has less power for the lower SKU, but can bait which one you prefer, and the price is more important. Anyway, um, then uh, during the night, the various retailers started uh, having pre-order links show up. Oh, hold on. Let me... I'll, I'll go get some. Oh. It uh, made me wonder if a lot of those pre-order links were automated or if somebody actually had to go press a button. And so Sony didn't have any coordination around this. Nobody had any coordination around it. They just started showing up. People started buying them where they could. Um, because it was staggered and unexpected, it sounds like it's not like they were all they were not all bought by scalpers. So that's good. Um, but more accurately, they weren't bought by bots. Well, so whichever we yeah, which I happens was following with this the on Nvidia. Yeah, because NVIDIA all showed up at the same time and for some reason was sold out before the bot- the buttons were actually usable on the websites. So those seemed like they were all bought by bots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, go ahead, I was following this on Twitter because they said that it would launch, Jeff Keighley said on their behalf, I guess, said that pre-orders will go live tomorrow. And we've done this before. All right, everyone complaining about this like it's some unprecedented magical event that has never happened before, a, a, a kerfuffle during a console launch. We've never seen this happen before. You see this every time. I did a search on Twitter for the term pre-order, and then I just kept it on my second screen and let it update because I knew, I knew, I knew there would be links being posted. And sure enough, uh, we start hearing that some pre-orders are going live in I think Germany was the first place. And then Walmart comes out and says, direct quote, make you wait to get the new PlayStation 5? Nah, that's not like us. Go on, pre-order it now. <laughs> right out there. Um, and then I think I think Target was the second one to come live with it. 
of the major retailers. There are also people that were going to their local game stops and putting down deposits in person. That doesn't seem to have been at that time a like a corporate thing, just the individual stores do. Listen, GameStop has a model where if you want to give them money for nothing, they will let you. They will they will take all of your money and give you all of the promises you could ever want. Yeah. That doesn't mean you okay. actually have a pre order, but yeah. they will no. let you and put like, money on a text item labeled PS five. Yes. And here's the <laughs> worst part is Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I got it out. The worst part is, is some people have already been notified that those pre-orders that they put down have been canceled. <laughs> yes, uh, I think I think Amazon did that, didn't they? Well, Amazon and GameStop. Okay. Oops. Yeah, I think uh, Amazon has been saying you might not get it. It's not been officially canceled yet. Amazon seems to have actually, if I'm getting my time correctly, they seem to have waited until midnight. Um, but, again, somebody posted indirect links before the page went live and you could find it by searching so if you were a good boy or girl whatever and waited to get your pre-order notification or to actually follow the actual search whatever you probably don't have a playstation 5 right now if you what about the but i'm a good person and i i signed up for a a pre-order um, email that Sony was going to send me based on my uh, PS PSN uh, activity. My PSN activity. Did anybody Surely, actually get? That? I'm going to no. get a. No, no, no one got those. I, nobody emails. got it. No one. Um, <laughs> I, I was able to snag a copy for me and my girlfriend. One on Walmart. One on Best Buy. Because you were watching the, the tweeters. I was watching the the tweets. Yes, and uh, I mean, the Best Buy site was such a catastrophe. Just broken dead instantly gamestop was the same way they were people would go wow. to that site and they find out like the site said you've been blocked uh, that happened to me too and i was like oh, okay must be a traffic thing um oh my so. god but right as we were ta- talking about this uh, playstation tweeted let's be honest ps5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother we truly apologize for that over the next few days we will release more ps5 consoles for pre-order retails will share share more details and more ps5s will be available through the end of the year uh, some things to keep in mind you, like, like she just said they're still estimating despite conflicting reports that sony tried to debunk um that they're going to have, what, 15 million of these produced by the end of the year? Something like that? That That's actually a pretty good number of units. So you will probably be able to... Like, there's a good chance you'll be able to get one if you try to snag one at a, at a retailer. Um, I'm not saying go into any stores, but if you just check on Best Buy every now and again, you might be able to get one. I, I, I'd say your chances are not all that bad at that. That um, being said, remember that at least for the start of this, demand will outstrip supply. Oh, yeah. Especially since a lot of the demand is artificial, just scalpers that are putting it for twice the price on eBay. Right. Um, Don't buy from scalpers, by the way. Just please, people, don't do it. Okay? Like, I I know this is wasted, but I I hate scalpers. I do, too. Like... If you buy something and it appreciates in value and then you sell it later, fine. But if you're just buying it to flip it immediately and I, I just – I don't know. I, I guess I'm uh, a, a big-hearted 
guy who wants these consoles to no. be in the possession of gamers who will play them. No, I, I agree. I hate scalpers, too, because for every scalper out there, that means that that's one less kid that's going to get their PS5 for Christmas. That's one less gamer that's going to be disappointed this year. And I just think most scalpers wait, are wait, very wait. horrible, yeah. greedy people. And uh, like was mentioned earlier... Can I just say, Kelly, you accidentally said something that I think will turn out to be true. You said, that's one less gamer who will be disappointed this year. (laughs) (laughs) I I know that's not what you meant, (laughs) but I think you're actually accurate. (laughs) When you're inadvertently truthful. I mean, there's disappointment all around when you're a gamer. There's no denying that. I just meant disappointment in this sense. Yes, you still have plenty of opportunities to be disappointed. You won't be by disappointed by a weak launch lineup, but instead you'll be disappointed you don't have the console. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think the retailers going mercenary, which Sony, as far as I know, doesn't have any control over. Right? They can't make Walmart actually follow the rules. Apparently, they and can Walmart and they out. can't. It is extremely difficult to enforce that kind of stuff. And the problem is, is the stick is, well, we won't give any more to you. Which, yeah, of course, I mean, is a threat that they them. can't actually carry through yeah. with. Not to Walmart. If this was like a mom and pop, they could do it. But you're going you're gonna to take away the ability to sell PlayStation consoles from Walmart? That's just going to cost Sony money. Right. And what I imagine happened, because this is my wheelhouse, is that they just, they've had the SKU in the system for a while. They just loaded the inventory so that it would go live. Yeah. yeah. And... I'm- but these going live haphazardly might have actually increased the chances of legitimate gamers getting them. Because, like was said earlier, we saw what happened with the RTX 3080. Those were just gone instantly. So Well, and there was a whole bunch of tech people on my Twitter that were tweeting uh, a website that like follows how much of a tech thing gets scalped. Mm-hmm. And, like, the crazy off-the-wall way that the... Um, PlayStation pre-orders happened, it sounds like it got significantly less scalped than some of the other stuff that they have tracked over time. And I'm mad because I blew past that tweet and didn't think to like like it or save it in any way, and now I can't ah, find it anymore! That's a shame. Yeah, I would, I would really love data on that. I'm really looking forward to the Xbox launch just to see because there, there, there are people talking crap right now, and we've got two data points for this year. We've got the PlayStation 5 and the RT, RTX 3080, and it'll be really interesting to see what happens with the Xbox uh, as far as scalping goes and legitimate consumers actually being able to get what they want. So, so uh, if, you're, if you're an Xbox fanboy and you're sitting here you know, laughing about the debacle that was Sony's you know, PlayStation Five pre-order launch. Don't worry, you're next. You you, you might want to you might want to not be so public with it because you might have is, to keep that crow. But what is the Xbox launch even going to be? The reason people know. care about the PS Five launch is a we now have a date. Do we, we have, have a date we for have, Xbox? Yeah, we have dates and pre-order times. Okay, yeah, I think it's like the twenty second. Cool. All right. Do we have games? Um, well, that's actually what I was going to bring up, is you and I had a conversation about this the other evening. I started looking through the launch announcements for these consoles, and I put down the launch day games on a spreadsheet, and also added a column to see if things were coming to PC. And I gotta say, for Anna and I, 
if we needed to buy a console, we'd get a PS5, but we don't think we need a console right now, based on what we've seen. So let me break it down for you. Over on the Xbox, so here, here's, how should I start? Do, should I go through this, Anna? Yeah, sure. Okay, so we have Xbox, um, day one, as far as I could tell, these are games that are going to launch on these systems. Now, that's this isn't an exhaustive list, because it was games that we are interested in. Um, no. These are the day one games. Wait, I thought they were sports games. Oh, their first week, aren't they? Yeah, I guess. Um, you're right. I didn't include Madden. I don't know. That was a. Uh... I need to update this list, actually. Uh, anyway, so let's just get into it. Uh, here, as of sometime this week, this was accurate. Um, <laughs> things are changing. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Guess what? That's going to come to every platform. So that's not just Xbox. So, but uh, Destiny Two Beyond Light. Dirt 5, Fortnite, Gears Tactics, Tetris Effect Connected, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and I think Devil May Cry 5 will also hit. Uh, let's clarify one thing first. Mm-hmm. Both consoles have some form of backwards compatibility oh, yeah. that gives you something to play. At. So you, I, I know. If you, already have the general, cons- if you have a backwards compat, you've already got a current console. We're talking about if you for, need to buy a new one. But for the general <laughs> consumer... Even if you're not interested in any of these games, even if you're not interested in anything for the first quarter, you, there might still be something to play on these consoles. Yeah, but like, unless it's upscaling, who cares? Which I guess the Xbox does for a lot of things. I mean, I presume most of them are upscaled in some... Like, degree. I was looking into that whole PlayStation Plus collection for the PS5. Yeah. There's no wording anywhere that those games are enhanced on PS5. That that's fair. I I would and assume that there are at least me. the pro versions, but I I don't know that for certain. Yeah. All right. So over on PS5, we've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Dirt 5. Those those first three I think will hit day and date. I couldn't get a confirmation on it, but their release dates are such that they should hit day and date with the console. Fortnite, of course. Yakuza Like a Dragon. I, again, I, I don't have a firm confirmation, but given the release dates, I think that will be out day and date with the console. And then the the first party exclusives: Astro's Playroom, Demon Souls, Destruction All Stars, Devil May Cry Five Special Edition, Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales, and Sackboy: A Big Advantage. Sorry, Devil May Cry is third party, but still. So you got f- what six first party games versus Xbox's two, which was Gears Tactics and Tetris Effects. So those are your console mm-hmm. compare your exclusive comparisons, which. I've um, got a couple more. Oh, yeah? Because yeah, uh, PS5 and PC are getting Godfall. Yeah, yeah, say Godfall. that again. Godfall? Godfall. Godfall. And Xbox and PC are getting the flying one, which I can't remember the name of. Um, Falconeer? Yes, that one. The Falconeer. That's an indie game. I, I excluded the indie games. Oh, okay. So you're right, though. Um, that's a big one. Um uh, because Falconeer is not PC? exclusive, I think. Go ahead. Yeah, thought- Falconeer. Yeah, Falconeer is also coming to Xbox One and PC, and yeah, same with Gears Tactics. Okay. That's coming to PC. But um, but these are launch day now. Okay. That's yeah, good. both on the launch day. I think that was the other issues. I didn't have confirmation they were launch day. Yeah. So, okay. Covering this stuff has been super messy. Ooh, hard. And different websites have different things that are completely like it's like the new releases every week where it's just like a crapshoot trying to find a site that's got everything accurate put together 
But no, all right. So let's. I've updated my list. Godfall is PS5 and PC. Falconeer Xbox and PC. Okay, cool. Um, Falconeer, I actually care about, so I'm going to highlight that. <laughs> That's something. Um, so for Anna and I, the games that out in this list that I think we give a crap about maybe Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but only because we like Vikings, not because we're into Assassin's Creed. Um, Yakuza Like a Dragon, 100% sure confirmed. Demon Souls a little bit interests me, as does Marvel Spider-Man. Demon Souls interests me in that I want him to torture himself playing it. Mm-hmm. So, given that Assassin's Creed is on all three platforms and Yakuza Like a Dragon is on all three platforms, including PC, um, I would be buying a PS5 for Demon Souls and Marvel Spider-Man, not even close to justifying a $500 investment in my mind. So, no. And Xbox, everything on Xbox that I care about is on PC, why am I buying an Xbox again? So what I decided out of this is I think I'm just going to buy, uh, and actually I'm going to wait till the review's out, but I think I will just upgrade my graphics card to the latest and greatest this fall and call it good and not buy a console. And in six months, we'll probably revisit a list like this and make a buying decision based off of that. Yeah. So that's our decision. Um, I mean, I, I, th- I think that that's the perfect decision because... There to me, neither console has anything that's that interesting that I'm willing to drop five hundred on. So for me, the only thing like Xbox being so on parity with PC is nice if I want to do like crossplay and like play a bit in the office, then play in the living room. I just don't know if it's going to happen. Um, especially and, not with the games I'm seeing listed here. And that's kind of the dilemma we're running into with making this decision is like we have kind of lost our living room gaming in deciding not to invest in a console right now. And while there are totally solutions for that in terms of bringing your PC gaming into the living room, we haven't picked one yet. And so it's just an outstanding problem we are going to have to solve for ourselves. Unfortunately, it's it's a first world problem, and it's not anything with any clear solutions. Um, obviously, I have current consoles. I could play them more. There's plenty of games we haven't played that I have on consoles that we could just play. This is more of an issue where, like, since I'm having issues getting motivated to play games at all, why would I invest in more gaming hardware? And if everything's available on PC as well, and that's the only place I'm playing any sort of gaming right now, why would I spend money on a console? So all that's factoring into it for me. And if I were just trying to be totally on top of it, I would actually buy all three consoles just to have maximum flexibility and increase the likelihood of me playing something in the living room. But there's so little that I think I would actually be interested in playing on those consoles right now. I just can't justify it. And we sort of have this weird dilemma because as the site owners, we do need to have some PS5s and some Xboxes in the reviewer pool. So if we're not going to buy it, it's hard oh, to So that ask. they can play what? Like Demon Souls, right? Right. We need but someone I, to play Demon Souls and Assassin's Creed. They can play Assassin's Creed on any platform. Right. Yakuza but I mean, it's hard to ask people that are volunteering their time to also slap down $500 for a console. Yeah. But like a lot of these games are also coming to the last gen as well. Okay. I, it, I think what you're saying is carries weight unless uh, more weight once all the the JR, you know the Japanese exclusive like RPGs hit, which it still seems based on what I'm seeing that's still a PlayStation game. 
or that's still PlayStation's purview. So for RP gamers, if you need to pick one and you want to do it now, PS5 seems like the safe bet. But good luck getting one. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, yeah there's, there's a lot more stuff that is coming to Xbox. So I think Bandai Namco is on board with Xbox. Sega's clearly on board with Xbox. So it's yeah, it's yeah, because like but, a dragon day in day out on on Xbox. Like that's wild for me. Yeah, but yeah, there, there is still going to be the more likely you're the Square Enix going first to PlayStation. Right, and so we didn't actually oh, talk yeah, about yeah. the, the... There's s- plenty of stuff coming in 2021. This sheet looks different then, but I wanted to look at just the launch. Yeah. Well, and we the problem is, is the stuff that we are interested in that came out of the Sony press conference, it all has question marks attached to it. So, for example, they announced Final Fantasy f- 16, which actually really surprised me because that was scuttlebutt that had been flowing around for months, and it sounded kind of bullcrappy to me, so... I, was I, yeah, I wouldn't expect that until 2022 at the earliest. It sounded bull crappy to me, too, until I saw that they had opened a Twitter account for it, and it was like, oh, this might be a thing. Though, if, if I would have been a betting person, I would have thought they would have uh, announced something about the uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two first, but I would have lost that bet. Hey, everybody. Have hey, everybody. What if I told you that the dude what made Final Fantasy fourteen good is producing a game... A new mainline Final Fantasy game. Hook that shit up to my veins. Yeah, that's would, what he's doing. I would say, who's I directing see, it again? I want to see gameplay. It's Hiroshi Takai, who is who directed The Last Remnant, but he was also he's also been an assistant director on Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, and so forth. Okay, good. So yeah, he it. kind of disappeared away from fourteen, and people were wondering what he was doing. Turns out, it was making this. a Final Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. So it's here is a medieval-looking yeah. Final Fantasy slash Dark Souls vibe. Well, I guess because it's medieval, and you ride chocobos like they're horses, and everything looks great. I want to play yeah. it. I will never it's want so, to play the game as much as I want to right that, now. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's also worth noting that I think Ryota Suzuki is likely in charge of the battle system. Who was sort of the combat guy on Devil May Cry 5 and Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma. So, lots of, of pedigree going on in gen. here. But yeah. I want to see like a decent snippet of uncut gameplay. I, like these these little clips, as good yeah, as a Malboro looks, doesn't do anything for me. I want to see the menus. I yeah. want to see all the nitty gritty. The selection. This is the problem. This stuff. is my issue. Like this is just gonna it. It's gonna be trickle fed out over so long. I'm gonna lose so much interest in the game by the time it yeah. releases. Hopefully, it'll still be good enough that I can get into this and, and enjoy it. But man, I'd love to play this right now. It looks like um, you play a knight who's in charge of protecting this kid who's like a prince or something. Um, you have flashbacks or something, and things go real bad in the past. You flash forward, you've joined up with some rebel group or something, you've got a tattoo, and uh, the world has gone to crap. <laughs> I, I also want to see... Same person? I thought it was two different people. I think I you, did too. I, thought you, I think there's a younger you and older you, and they like... Okay. The, is, that makes is how sense. I interpreted it. Um, it's so early, I could be totally wrong. I mean, this year character designs where everyone looks the same you know so whatever yeah, no, if i'm I wrong know. come at me i don't mind my, my, <laughs> go ahead my alex. One what, wish. Wait, what did alex just say it's speculation for the okay yeah. all right now kelly sorry go ahead well my, my one wish for this game and if they do this i'm fine with this is to just focus on the game and don't do any crap with movies or tie-in animes or spin-offs or Kelly? something like that. Oh, yes. Square Enix. Kelly, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not how that's going to work. 
Um, well, they didn't. They didn't do a lot of that crap with fourteen. So yeah, but fifteen open. was after fourteen. I know. Yeah. Also, well, no, Anna, this is totally a dragoon. You're one hundred percent right. A, this guy is a dragoon. I thought Look it was a judge. This guy jumping out. Oh, you were wrong. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm wrong. That's not a judge. That is a dragoon. I don't yeah, know. It still looks like a judge. Um, the me. dragoons in fourteen have a lot of armor on their heads like that. Okay. So. Okay. Also, see Kane. But that's like the classic dragoon, isn't it? Like, I know. I think Anna really was yeah. hoping this was Ivalis tied in, I think, and that colored her initial. Yeah, because that's... that's what I thought too. Yeah. I mean, that's as long totally as it looks dragoon. medieval, I'm I'm so ready to go back to. Yeah, well, there's Fantasy. probably some influences in it because I know the 14 people have really liked the 12. So look at that um, kid's face just covered in blood. That's yeah. That's, he doesn't. Yeah. That's things go bad. I'm saying. telling you, things go bad. The, the, <laughs> and then there's the a phoenix thing, or an ifrit. Um. The other thing is that people on our Discord are like, we need to get Nomura involved. No, no, no. you don't. No, no keep him I have enough belts, thank you. Just just stick him on Kingdom Hearts and let him draw useless He's working on Final Fantasy VII Parts Disney 2, characters. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 10. No, no <sighs> they took him off of Final Fantasy VII. Oh, is he off of that, too? That's why we got uh, it. Wait, oh, that's seriously? right. Yeah. Did, did they, they actually took him off that? Yeah. yeah. That's right, they, they did. They put him on Kingdom Hearts. How so did I miss let, that news story? Oh, man, I hate that guy so much. Oh, well, I, I love him as a character designer, but he's a crap writer. Yes, his character so, designs are fine. Just keep him away from any, like, he had to have written the last chapter of Final Fantasy. All right, we're talking about 16. We're talking about 16. Yeah, well, all right. Okay. <laughs> Positive my, my point is that let him go mess up Kingdom Hearts as much as we want, as much as he wants, and then we can have a nice, grounded Final Fantasy, as grounded as Final Fantasies can be. <laughs> a nice, grounded <laughs> Final Fantasy. Like, what? Giant summon Eidolons on screen. This time. See, look, it's a younger you, and then older you. It's the same guy. You guys okay. are waiting I for the stream to catch up. We're on the, we're on the delay, so we can't. I guess we shall see. I'm telling you, it's um, the same guy. All right. If it's the same guy, he needs to comb his hair. <laughs> Listen, things go bad, is what I'm saying. Things went bad. Things go so bad that hair combs just gone. They don't exist anymore. He has to use twigs. <laughs> yes, actually, I bet you that's true. <laughs> um. As somebody who's actually got a PlayStation 5 pre-ordered who might be able to offer a differing opinion on the launch lineup, uh, somebody asked me what launch games I bought the PlayStation 5 for. Yeah. All of them? None of them. None of them? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, yeah. Did you buy it because you want to play the Hogwarts RPG also announced this week? Uh, well, Hogwarts RPG is made by the same people who made Mad Max. Hey, so I have there to is say that no I am less the, interested in that now. The turf is not involved with this, Kelly. Uh, no, 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 you the, can't the tell me that she's Max, not. So. You, you can't tell me that she's not getting a fat paycheck. Yeah, that. but so are a lot of hardworking game developers. No, they're not. They get paid whether the game yeah, does good or sell. not. They're not getting royalties. Some of them do get. Well, no, actually, management gets royalties. No, no, it's no, no, WB, Chris. Oh, it's WB. They actually pay fairly. No, it's WB. They don't pay out Aren't there, like that. Yeah, they don't pay where you get act- half your salaries held behind a review gate? Correct. Oh, so they actually pay you regardless? Yes. Okay. I'm not saying it's a good wage. No, no, I'm saying, like, I'm saying, remember, Anna, remember, the game developers have this thing where, like, if your game doesn't score well, you don't get money? Yes. I just wanted to make sure WB doesn't do that. They don't. Okay. I'm not saying they pay good. I'm just saying that's they don't fine. have that pay okay. model. All right, that's fine. And I mean, remember that... I don't know. I 
there are many pros and cons for buying this game, not buying this game. Some of them are political, some of them aren't. But like this idea that you're saving someone's job because you buy this game is not one of them. Don't use yeah, that no. to make your decision. Don't okay. don't use the devs deserve our support to make your decision. Okay. How about ninety nine percent of the people who are working on this game now will not have a job the day that this game comes out. Okay. And look, I will never ever judge somebody for buying something that they want to buy that's their prerogative it's okay and and i understand i mean i'm i'm playing uh wow right now so i am i am not one to talk when it comes to this i am personally just not supporting this game because i don't want to support her anymore so i'm trying to take her out of it and i've been looking at this game trying to be like I would love to have a good Harry Potter world um, with a story written by people who aren't idiots and like actually don't write things with giant plot hole racism in it. Um, and that aside, like I don't think this game is it from what I've seen. Like this game doesn't look good from the trailer, and a lot of people are excited for like a Harry Potter game. And I've been trying to understand it. Like this is one of those trailers that sets off my alarms. Like guys, be wary when this hits. Like uh, this might not be very good. Like, and I've had, I've, I've found I'm decent at doing that prediction from trailers. Um, and I'm just real concerned about this one. It looks rough. There's a lot of low frame rate scenes and stuff. Like it looks like it's plagued with technical issues. We didn't see any actual gameplay that looked fun to me at least. Um, and it wasn't clear what the gameplay was on top of that. I'm not going to judge a game based on an early trailer shown off, but I will somewhat judge a game based on what the developer has made in the past, like uh, the Mad Max game. If this is any way similar, expect it to be just full of repetitive, nonsense, boring crap. On the other hand, if I were to have taken that tack back in the day with... uh, Guerrilla Games, I would have discounted Horizon Zero Dawn, and that game was really good. I don't think Horizon so, had a poor trailer showing, though. No, it didn't. It looked amazing from the get-go. That's fair. Um, about J.K. Rowling, I, I dislike her as much as anyone, unless the uh, that person is trans, and they probably justifiably hate her more than I can bring myself to. But there is a, <laughs> there is a solution. What is it? Especially if you purchase wisely. If you get one of those more expensive PlayStation consoles or Xbox consoles, it has a little slot in it where you can put in a piece of physical media. No, 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 can, no. Moving on, moving on. What? You can you can buy those used, you know. Oh, okay. What did you think he was He wasn't well, yeah. telling you how to pirate, Anna. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, not pirate. That, that <laughs> seems to be everybody's solution to this. Well, I'm just going to pirate it. No, don't no, do no, that either. No, 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 no. Just go to eBay. <laughs> but Anna, three wrongs else. makes a right. <laughs> no, I, I, I do not advocate piracy. <laughs> no, no, that that's bad. That I do advertise. No, I like the idea of buying it used because then, like, you get to play it. You don't. None of your money goes towards the the developer. Yeah, all right, that's something. I mean, it's sad. I I have said some not nice things about Avalanche, but they're not a bad developer, from what I can tell. Can I can I be clear here? The money has already been paid to J.K. Rowling. Yes. I, I don't think she's getting royalties. She isn't, but it's about the power of the product. Okay. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. She only continues to get royalties if the things associated with her brands continue to continue sell. Continue to sell. 
And there's an easy way to take that power away. Stop buying the stuff associated yeah. with her products. But also, man, it'd be cool to have like a, a good Harry Potter. It RPG. totally would. It would also crack me up if you could arbitrarily change your gender in that game just to be in a her. <laughs> if you can make a trans wizard in that game, yeah. it's so great. But still, you're you're at the point that, where now that's Rowling giving is, is yeah. dabbing your tears with your money. So oh, yeah, yeah, but but it's making a statement to her. Let well, let's if that were actually a thing, I think there's a conversation to be had about it. Let's be, it, it's not going to be a thing, so let's not worry about it. So <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah, we should maybe move on to the next story. What is? I don't even know. I was I, just talking about what was interesting. Actually, I think we're actually ready to launch into the news because okay. there weren't any other RPGs that were announced. During the Sony presentation, or if they were, we'll talk about them in the news itself. Yeah, no, I don't think they were. Okay. It's just, yeah, it's just a couple of. Well, really first off, stuff. we have some uh, features on the website to, to plug. We've got a composer, Noriyuka Iwadari interview. So you can go check that and out. And we ought to translate it into Japanese. Oh, cool. He um, uh, did the music for Lunar, Silver Star Story, and Grandia. And Ace Attorney. There you go. Oh, wait, really? Yep. This is the Ace Attorney guy? Yep. Those. You had no I, idea. I did not. Yep. I love the Ace Attorney music so much. Uh, 13 Sentinels, Aegis too. Rim has a review, which we plugged earlier. There's a video review coming or up or something. It's coming. All right. So it's, you can check that out on our YouTube final... or the text review on our website. Yeah, it'll or come, it'll, yeah it'll, the video review will probably post on Monday. There you go. goes up on Monday. We've got a Death End Request 2 review up on the site now. Um, didn't go well. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, those games quite like want to be better one, than they are, and that's yeah. just that's quite like the first one. Then yeah, didn't like the second one. It basically does all the same stuff again without doing anything new. Really, scoring a bit better than that comes Mortal Shell, which is this a Dark Souls like? Yes, yeah, okay. yes. yeah. All right, budget Dark Souls, budget Dark Souls, but by good because yes. it's Dark Souls. So <laughs> it's no, a good formula. Hey, no, uh, and it was something that he and I talked about as I was proofing his review. It's mm-hmm. like not every Dark Souls like is good because I think a lot of Dark Souls like really struggle to capture what makes Dark Souls awesome, and it's like it's a combination of a lot of things. But most Dark Souls like only take one or two elements of the Dark Souls formula and try to like refine them down to their purest factions or facets. And that doesn't work. This one sounds like it's good. All right. We have oh, Peril on Gordon DLC deep, deep Look. So if you want to see if uh, you should pick up that DLC, here's uh, Sam Wachter's opinion on it. Sam see if says that helps no. you out. She says no. No. Okay. And you can read why okay. she says yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, it's just more maybe. Maybe. Probably not. Maybe a think about it. I, I would say if you liked the original game and just desperately want more of it, yeah, you know, go pick it up. Like it's not you're not gonna walk away from Peril and Gorgon thinking you got a good value for your money. You're not gonna feel like you got ripped off. Feels kind of about right. If you want the formula to advance in any meaningful way. Don't buy it because it doesn't. The combat doesn't really change. They just—I just want more writing. Add a new tier of items. More, more what? Writing. The conclusion oh. of that DLC is apparently very vexing. The the writing I thought was pretty good. 
like if you want more of that obsidian anti-corporate humor and whatnot, yes. that's that's okay. still really that's all good. I'm playing that game for. It ain't the combat, that's for damn sure. Then buy it. <laughs> I thought the combat was fine for the game, like the original game. I mean, it was they, kinda short, they all feel so. like a they all feel like oblivion to me. Like just click a lock and maybe you'll win. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> it's it's kind of but I, I, I yeah, I, w- I would say for Peril on Gorgon, it depends how much of a fan of the original formula you are and how sick of it you are. There you go. Dragon Age Inquisition editorial is up from Michael Porter. You go check that out. Um, so kind of just saying, hey, Dragon Age was good, right? There's a little more depth of the editorial than that. <laughs> um, and then we have an RPG elements of Final Fantasy 15. What? This is the Final Fantasy 15. What book. is Elements now? I'm confused. It's books. Oh, books. It's okay. Books well, yeah, it's books, art books, right. stuff that isn't actually off a game. But Elements. This is cute. It's got wedding photos. It looks like spoilers. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I think <laughs> we can give a moratorium on those spoilers. It, don't, don't worry. Well, it barely it, even happens in the It's game, right anyways. on the cover. It's Yeah, it was. The entire premise of the thing was to make give him a happy ending. Yeah. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, I didn't think it would actually happen. Like, a dude loses an eye and everything. Come on. All right. <laughs> what? Never mind. Carrying on. Maybe he doesn't. It just looks like it. A novel is created. What is this? Three canceled pieces of DLC? Yeah, it's that second wave of DLC that I think started with episode Arden. I thought those were so worthless that they canceled it because they didn't want to make it. Not like I didn't realize they had actually figured it out and planned it and stuff. They canceled them because of part of was it Tabati? He actually left Square Enix because he didn't really want to work on Final Fantasy 15 anymore. (laughs) So he left it, and as he left, they just canceled the DLC and replaced it with this novel instead. Is it any good? Yeah, not really. It's (laughs) it's a decent enough read if you desperately want to read more stuff about final fantasy 14 but it 15 it's yeah well 15 but <laughs> it's, yeah. those are very different games <laughs> <laughs> whatever it, it's not it's not that interesting and basically the second half is just a retcon of the ending a retcon oh that's kind of trash weird well they kind of had to to actually make, make it a happy ending <laughs> people say they want sad and real stuff in games and then they don't want actually want sad and real stuff you want in games. sad and real stuff if your game is not like a character drama where you're invested in everybody in your thing um if it is then you don't want sad and real stuff because you want the characters to live forever in your mind it's, it's a hard thing anna <sighs> i'm i'm biased this is a thing in my work what is this cold steel thing about dating characters. I'm very confused by so this. When you p- so this is the first of a, an, a, a new ongoing series that we're going to have about games where you date characters and why you chose the particular characters Sorry, that you Isn't did. Cold Steel a game where you play these people's teacher? No, that's no. the third Wait. one. It's the third game. Okay. Yeah, Reen's a student in the first game. <sighs> All right. I was very concerned when I first saw this well, article. He's also not that much older than the students in the third game, so it's not that creepy. It's still creepy. No, okay. I, um, I'm so kind of with still Alex kind of abuse of power. It's still a little sketch, but at least wait—is he dating them in the third game? You. 
can. Oh, Anna, you just undid any good grace you just had. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm not saying you should. Uh... I just was trying to quell fears that the age difference was, like, huge. But carry on. I, I'm, I'm making myself look bad no matter what. <laughs> so this is talking about your dating options in the first Cold Steel game? Yes. Okay. Cold Steel 1, not 2. Yes. Okay. And they and then And I mean there you is have Team a, Emma, Team Phi, Team Justice Justice ju, juice, Huh? Wait. How Jesus. do you Huh? Jesus. 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 Oh yeah. Wait, you can bro. have a same sex relationship? It's it's bro. Oh, okay. And it's then bro-mates. Team Laura. And then Team Sarah and whoever Toa is. Toa. Right. Toa's the best. Okay. Well, he's an upperclassman. President. All right. Well, you can um, you can go read that and and make comments on the article because no one else has, and you really should like call out people. Be like, no, I chose this person. You should totally have chosen them because X. I chose Laura as best. Well, go write that on the article in the first game, even though there's a canon best girl. Go write it down. (laughs) All right. Alex, what is this PAX Online impression thing? That What? Core? Oh, it's a game creation suite. What? What? How does this work, Alex? Yeah. It, it, well, it's basically, as you say, it's a game creation suite, so it's it's not like sort of RPG Maker in that it works on a, which works on a specific genre. Core is sort of really flexible in that you can create a bunch of stuff. And what they did was they sort of had a dungeon design contest with Wizards of the Coast to sort of show what it can do, sort of D&D style. Okay. Which a lot of these are more action RPGs just because it lends itself easier to that. But they had a contest for that. And they also had a panel featuring sort of some well-known D&D players like Jerry Holkin, Sam Regal, Xavier Woods, etc., where they built games based on some of their D&D memories. You know who Xavier Woods is, Chris. He's a wrestler. Yeah. He also has a very and cool yeah. gaming channel called Up, Up, Down, Down, and it is awesome. But yeah, they had they had a panel with those as well, and I got to just check out a demo of what Core has at the moment, and it's pretty neat, a lot of the stuff that they've created. Cool. All right, so go check that out if you want to hear more about that, and check out the panel and PAX. It's all online this year, so you just dig through the Twitch archives or YouTube and stuff like that, I think. Yep. Actually, I don't know if they're on YouTube. Did they archive VODs They've been uploading all the VODs. Okay, good. And yeah, this, this one's embedded in the end of the article as well. Okay, actually. good. That'll make it easy to find. Um, we have a, a PAX Online impression of Jack Move. So was playing uh, the demo of Jack Move, a sci-fi RPG, so you can read that from Louise. Um, yeah, our new I staffers have been diving into all these packs. Louis Mor- Mauricio Sanchez Vega. Man, that's a long name. Is it Louis or Louis? I don't know. No um, one told me. No one gave me a pronunciation guide. We'll have to ask him. Yeah, all right. Yeah, nice. He's from Mexico. Jack Move. So you can see what they think of uh, Jack Move. And there's turn-based battles. So go check that out. See if it's your thing. Pixel art style. Um, we have uh, Dreamscaper. Similar thing. It's another PAX Online demo. So here's the impression of that demo. Uh, some of these you can just download by going to their Steam site. Um, though that'll close up soon, I imagine. Tomorrow. Yeah. Is it? Might be Monday. 
Oh, okay. So this is Dreamscaper roguelike action RPG. Alex played this one. Uh, Do you like it? Yeah, it looked pretty neat. It's got inspirations from Fire Emblem Three Houses in the cycle, in that you between the roguelike sections, you spend time sort of building your relationship with NPCs. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah roguelite so, with pro- with progression, then, right? Well, I guess that's yeah, 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 roguelite. So yeah, yeah. There you go, Anna. You can play it. Sounds interesting. All right, we have the last spell. Uh, Paul Screlly played this one. So that's, uh, what is the last? It's a tactical RPG, fantasy tactical RPG, so go check, check out that impression and or get the demo. Uh, we have Chronos Before the Isles. Oh, okay, now we're into news. Chronos Before the Ashes, Announced by THQ Nordic, it's a remake of the virtual reality exclusive Chronos. Oh, I remember Chronos being one of the few games that um, people said were good-ish. Uh, is no? it? Hang on, that might be incorrect. I, this doesn't look like... I, I think something's gone wrong with that one. <laughs> this uh, video is wrong. Yeah. No, okay. it's it's a it's a prequel to... Oh, it's um, a prequel to Remnant. the VR one. Yes. No, it's, it's a prequel to Remnant from the Ashes. What? <sighs> well, whatever. It's a 3D action RPG where you, you have to dodge and stuff, so... <laughs> uh, you are correct it is a revamp of Kronos which might also be related to Remnant stuff. right yes yeah so that's what's going on um, 3D yeah, action yeah, RPG no, yeah the, the new the new version of it makes it a prequel oh okay so, yeah. they, they linked them together uh-huh. I see this one there you go yep retcoms um, so instead of VRing you now play at like sorry this trailer is really stupid um, it's like, instead of VR, now it's an 80s action RPG. What? I don't know what's going on with that. So you could go play it, uh, you can go check out the trailer if you want, um, or you can go uh, play the game yeah, now that's, that's without VR. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently that's a big thing now, is, uh, yeah, the VR craze is done, let's uh, get our games out of VR. Is it done? It's kind of done? I think people aren't committed to saying it's done, but it's done. Well, and I guess they announced like a new Oculus Rift and it, this new model absolutely requires you to sign in with Facebook. So people are losing their minds over it. I thought Oculus Quest was the current one. No. Is it a new Quest? There's, maybe? Yeah, there's a yeah, new Quest one that, yeah, that Quest just two. came out. So yeah. it's more powerful Quest. So this is like, so they're going straight. Oh, the, oh I don't think it is actually. Oculus uh, Quest is no longer available. <laughs> Go to Quest 2. <laughs> PlayStation VR is supposed to be compatible with PlayStation 5. Great. So I, But that's because it's backwards compat, right? So Yeah, I, I kind of hope they make a VR 2, but no word on that. I mean, I, if they were going to abandon it, you don't think they'd bother listen, making it Listen, I just want to know how will Moss 2 happen. I still need a VR headset so I can play Beat Saber and look like an idiot dancing. I I should have Chris put Beat Saber on our on our Oculus. So I've heard that Beat Saber around. is damn maybe, good exercise. Maybe uh, we'll do that in the living room then, Anna. Yes, <laughs> we would put it on put some padding my, down. We put actually it, maybe you should do it in the cat room. That room's designed for that sort we, of roughhousing. We will put it on my laptop. Yeah. Um, Oculus Quest 2 is going to be the way you want to play stuff like that because there's no wires. Uh, Oculus Rift S is the current PC-connected Oculus. Um, 
our Oculus Anna is technically old crap now. I know. <laughs> Things move fast. The Quest 2 is only 300 um, and that's nice because no wires. Yeah, but if we're going to buy another yeah. VR headset Oh, no, we're not going to buy a VR. Why would we just buy a PSVR? Um, because that's like buying an old Oculus. It's old at this point. I know, I know, I know, I know. Don't buy any at this point. Like, you don't buy one is what you do. Mm. Or you get the, the, the Valve Index. Is that the high-end one? <laughs> What? Why are we laughing about the Valve Index? <laughs> it's such a stupid name. Oh, it is. But like that's like the current high-end hot stuff, VR. But it's also wires, I think, right? I, I can't keep up with this. Why are we talking about VR? Oh, like, what is VR still going? So, yes, yeah, so Quest 2 was just announced. Um, I think untethered VR is the way that that genre is going to go, just because people are, have decided that getting out the vr stuff is too much of a hassle to be worth messing with it so having to not get out the vr stuff seems to be the way it's going to go or move forward um and uh i don't know why i'm talking about this delta room got a development update okay i need to leave sorry oh i'm sorry alex bye that's cool bye-bye thanks for being on cool see ya so undertale had its fifth anniversary oh okay and so for the fifth anniversary, Toby Fox put out basically a love letter that was like, hey, thank you for being awesome fans of Undertale. And we know everybody's super excited and wants to be playing Deltarune. So here's where we're at. And there is a free fifth anniversary concert that you can just watch on YouTube. Yep. Chris adds to watch later. Because <laughs> that music's now, good. Now, bear in mind that that concert was recorded in, 20, recorded in 2019. Yeah, but I didn't see it yet. I, I know. I'm, so as I'm long just as it's saying, new I to thought, me. I, I thought that... Kelly, my like life is life. virtual right now. Oh, Anna, <laughs> maybe that's why we should get VR, because our life is virtual, so it fits right in. <laughs> Anna's like, mm. you have VR right there! Like, I know, but... <laughs> Anna's like, we have VR at home. The VR at home. Mm. <laughs> oh, sorry. Stupid meme. Uh, no, I don't want VR. I'm not spending money on VR. The Delta Run announcement is what? Like, when's Chapter Two coming out? Like, once? What's next? What's when the it's deets? Done? There's no actual details. Like, what's the point of a not development really. update if there's no update? The update it's is confirming... it's being worked on. Yeah, <laughs> that's not an update. That's like we're not dead. <laughs> yeah, you do need to occasionally do that. Sure, but calling it an update, I don't know. We haven't heard crap from him since the first of Deltarune. Yeah, it's been over a year since there's been any sort of update on this. He's bringing others into the development for the third chapter. He's looking at bringing others in for the third chapter. They're still working on the second chapter? Yes. (sighs) Is Deltarune good, Kelly? I haven't played it. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. I should get into that. It's like more Undertale. Everyone treated the enemy with tender, loving care. All the enemies felt great. It's basically like two hours long, so you could finish it in an evening. Yeah, I mean, so is Undertale, right? Chris is still trying to get me to play Undertale, and I'm still not in any way. I've committed to. I have tried to help Anna Marie know that she could play Undertale, and I would take care of any of the really hard fights. I don't know. Can I just hug everybody? Like, I know yes. that's kind of a thing, yeah, but is it of. hard? No. We're telling you it's not that hard, and you're like, oh, it's hard. I don't want to do it. No, Look at that thing. I'm not saying it's hard and I don't want to do it. I'm asking, is the pacifist 
route. No. Thank you. You're not going to no. get it 100% right the first time through, and then the game actually has people call you and tell you what to do to get it right. Well, okay? I would probably use a guide. You don't need to use a guide. You just said I won't get it right the first time. Yeah, you think I'm going to, after this? No, 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 you're not listening. Because the second time you play, you don't start, at, it's not like put you back at the beginning. Okay, what? It, it knocks you out before some final choices were made, and then you can go and clean up everything and do it right. Yeah, it's like it the dumps more you, you guys talk about this game, the less interested I am. I'm in saying it, it, oh it dumps. I'm saying when you reload, it's like it's right where you want to be to go and and clean up all the things you you missed. It's like exactly think, where you'd want to be. I think you're overthinking it, Anna. Yeah, we're t- what I'm trying to tell you is you don't need to worry about getting it right or wrong because the game is designed perfectly for you to not have to worry about that and go get all the happy feels. And I know you doubt me. I don't know why. Like, you think people can't do that or that's impossible to handle. But I'm telling you, it's not impossible and it was done. <laughs> or I mean, I understand you not believing Chris. I'm just surprised you're not believing <laughs> yeah. me. I'm more Ouch. inclined to believe you. Also, Undertale is like a four-hour investment. Like, the you are wasting... You've spent more time in your life thinking about how whether or not you should or shouldn't play Undertale than it would have taken to finish Undertale. That's the other thing that bugs me about you and Undertale. <laughs> That's a more compelling argument. <laughs> like, at this point, you could have finished it and hated it if you really wanted to go that route, and you just haven't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Am I wrong, Kelly? No, she, Chris is right for once. Yay! <laughs> There's the podcast title. You got me to agree with Chris. That's, <laughs> That's something. the win for the year. Yeah. All right, we talked about this already. Um, we talked about this already. Hey, Nintendo had a direct this week. Like, yeah, hello. And here's my part. It's a direct oh boy, oh boy. mini. And then it ended up being these huge announcements. It was a good week to be an RPG fan. Hey, you know RPG all those people gamer. who wanted new Monster Hunters on the Switch? Well, actually, they wanted Monster Hunter World on the Switch. Well, bad news. <laughs> Still no Monster Hunter World on the Switch. However, how about a new, unique, exclusive experience for the Switch? And for dirty casuals like me, how about a Monster Hunter Stories 2? Yeah. Team. So Monster Hunter Rise was announced, where you get a Palamute. That's a, a dog you get to a, ride around on a, and who carries a sword in its freaking mouth no, and no, helps no, Chris, you kill Chris, enemies. It's a Malamute who's a, your pal. It's a Palamute. Well, he goes with your Palico. Look, if you, if you can name your Palamute, I'm going to name him Rapide because that's exactly who it is. Yep. It's so you, Rapide. You have a, a dog and a cat, so now you don't have to pick because they know the dog versus cat arguments really intense among switch owners. So, now you can have both in your party. They both help you kick monster butt. That's Monster Hunter Rise. They've also got some of that grappling hook action that they added uh I think that I mean it was always in World, but I think they expanded it in Iceborne. So now some of that's shown up more in Rise. Um there's more details I don't know, but they showed lots of monsters I didn't recognize, so I guess lots of new monsters. So that's good. It looks story related. Like just go Monster Hunter Rise. It's a thing. It's Switch dedicated. I don't know if it's coming to other consoles. I don't think so. Um, have If they've said that elsewhere, I don't know. But it's uh, a mainline entry. I didn't see them announce 
uh, additional because it's not world two and i expect that to be the next real big boy and by big boy i mean online console pc game that that grappling mechanic looked amazing and i that's what sold me on this game so uh, that looks cool if you want like a more traditional Monster Hunter experience. Well, traditional, like the new traditional experience. Or if you want like, hey, I want more story-based RPG Monster Hunter world taking place type of... No, I can't say world. A more traditional RPG experience in a Monster Hunter setting. That's going to be Stories 2, which is a sequel to Stories. If you want Mon Hunt for babies with real progression. I'm not saying anything about babies. I'm saying something about babies. This is baby game for me. I'm not. I'm trying not to be insultive. No, I, I think that it's the more accessible okay. Monster Hunter into the Monster Hunter world, which is already amazing. So Stories was the rock, paper, scissors combat, right? Yes. Yeah. And Are they had... getting rid of that? Because that was a bit... No, it wasn't. It was uh, fun. All right. Who played it? Me or you? You did. Thank you. I only played the demo. I mean, put it put it this way, tied to a story later, Monster Hunter Stories is in my top five DS games. Okay. Or um, 3DS games, rather. But right, we'll so what are that. these coming out? We've got Monster Hunter Rise coming out on March 26, 2021. we got a typo in the story. 2021, and then Monster Hunter Stories 2 just sometime in 2021. Summer, looks like. Summer. So that's cool. March. March is going to get some Mon Hunt on the Switch. And it's a different game, which actually makes me feel better. Because if I had a choice, choice between playing World on the Switch or PC, uh, I'm going to play it on the PC. Because, oh my god, the Switch load times of a game like with the scope of World, it, no thank you. <laughs> All right. Next up, Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny. Yeah. A new yes. Disgaea. And you didn't tell me this happened. <laughs> Dude. I lost my mind when it, the announcement came up. All right. I can't wait. You, you play as Zed, a zombie who lives on the lowest rung of the netherworld with his sister, Bieko. He is forced to fight against a god of destruction. Oh, boy. Utilizing his unique super reincarnation ability. Okay. And uh, they're making a Switch version of Disgaea 5 complete available for Nintendo Online members to play as a special free trial between September 23rd and 29th. All right. That's weird. Um, All right. So when is Disgaea 6 out? Summer of 2021 in North America and Europe. Uh, I don't know when it hits Japan. Already in the fall? I don't know. They've they've already got the um, collector's edition up for pre-order. In the U.S.? Yeah, Anna, you didn't. Yeah, my friend bought it immediately. I did too. I'm Um, debating uh, whether I want to buy it immediately. I heard there's a PlayStation 4 version in Japan, but not in the West. May I point out that within a year there will be a complete plus version of this game. Yeah. So before you sign up for the the collector's edition, just know I want my trophies. (laughs) There will be another version that will have more. This is not a oh. new pattern for them. <laughs> I I know, but the only collector's edition that I've missed out on thus far was three because I didn't have a PS3 back then. So I I love I love their collector's <gasps> edition. Look at this doggo! It's a zombie doggo. Yeah, my okay. dilemma is is I collect pretty stuff, uh-huh. and if I don't get the collector's edition, that's some pretty stuff I'm gonna. Did have you already to... pre-order it, Anna? No. <gasps> There's a plot. There's a plushie of the dog. Excuse me. Yeah. His name is Cerberus. Did you get the dog? 
No, not yet. Are you thinking about getting the dog? Maybe. Do you want to raise hell, Anna? HL? Get a hoodie? <sighs> no? What is this collector's edition? All right, let's see what's in it because people care. So they've got plenty of stock left. Uh, you get the game in a collector's box. You get a hardcover art book behind the seams. Oh, because it's a zombie, they're stitched together. Because <laughs> You get a one-disc soundtrack, read a small sampling of tracks that's nowhere near enough, and you'll want the real soundtrack if you actually care about the music. You get a steelbook case. Yay! Oh, don't I love steelbooks. I... That... Mm. No like it's not even shipped in the steelbook. Like the steelbooks are so bad, they don't even put the games in the steelbook. No, it's to protect the discs. They, I they know, which means the steelbooks are terrible. No, it means the discs tend to shift inside of steelbooks. Yes, because they're bad cases. That's my point. They're bad Hooray, at doing the thing books. that they are meant to be, which is a case for the game. They're very good at looking like an art piece. And that's what people like about it. You're you're, you're not making steelbook sound worse. Oh my god! There's a cloth poster. <laughs> and then you get a, a pin set, including the dog and the two main characters. And then these are just screenshots. Okay, so that's all you get. I'm not sold on this collector's edition. There's no printed stuff. I'm still Anna. getting it. Also, like yeah, I didn't see any I've said, stuff in there. I've uh, said this before. Ooh. Enamel pens are the new cloth map. How about a one thousand piece puzzle? That's what should be in the collector's edition. Do you want a one thousand piece puzzle, Anna? No. No, we could send it to Gina to resell. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the dog's in there. He's behind the gravestone. <laughs> so, disguise six. All right, uh, next news story is Poison Control. No, wait, no, we weren't done with Nintendo, were we? No. I'm sorry. Um, Empire of Sin was a Paradox Interactive and Romero Games 1920 crime-themed strategy title. It's getting a new trailer. Yeah, it looks like XCOM, It's coming out 1920s dark bougie. Okay, yeah, I'm interested. Um, Yeah. It's uh, December 1st on PC, Xbox One, Mac, and PS4, and Switch. That's a lot of platforms. And we have Hades has been released in full now. On the Switch. It's out of early access. Uh-huh. It's on the Switch as well now. And uh, so that's out. And then Rune Factory 5 got a trailer. Yeah, so I I am both interested in this and deeply concerned about this. Because Rune Factory 4 development started many, 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 many moons ago. Mm-hmm. And then got completely reset and it hasn't been that long since the reset. So what, Rune Factory 5? Yeah, Rune Factory oh. 5 got started before Neverland went out of business. And that's like eight or nine years ago at this. No, is it? Hang on. I want to, maybe it's closer to six. Neverland goes out of business. Um, wrong one. Yeah, so November 29th, 2013. So it's been almost six years. So at some point, the game got started, and it was in pre-production of some kind at Neverland. And then Neverland um, went belly up. And so all of the staff from Neverland moved over to Marvelous temporarily and finished the game that they had been working on, um, Lord of Magna. And then they all beat feet. None of them stayed at Marvelous. 
And then Hajimari-san, who had been the producer of the Rune Factory series, who, had, who was not a Neverland employee. He was um, always at Marvelous. Um, he left Marvelous to make an adjacent company that is partially owned by Marvelous. And they made Rune Factory 4 special and have since been working on Rune Factory 5. That's not a lot of time in the oven. I'm really, really worried about this because I want it to be good and fun and I am very scared that it's not going to be. I, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I I sincerely want this to succeed. I'm just really, really worried. Sorry, I'm watching this Monster Hunter trailer again. I'm starting to think this is more of a traditional Monster Hunter structure, like, yeah, like Generations was, is. rather than like World. Yeah, that worries me, because I really liked a lot of the changes in World from the traditional formula. So I guess it's really hard for me to pull this out of a trailer. I'm just, the way it's structured, I feel like there's a concern that there could be, um, it could not have the quality of life improvements that people like in World. But we'll see. We have to wait for it to come out. And I'm sorry, I'm still talking about Monster Hunter, and it's time to move on. What's Poison Control, Anna? Um, so, yeah, NIS America just kind of pulled this title out of nowhere and was like, surprise, here's Poison Control. And so you're playing as um, a guy that has... Wait, I might be confusing games here. You're playing as a guy that has accidentally fallen into hell? No, maybe not. Maybe. I mean, there's a dude, he's in a place, and he's got to escape by helping Poisonette. Yes, okay. So, yeah. So, um, this is a guy who has accidentally fallen down into hell. And the hell is divided into all sorts of segments that are dictated by the anxieties of the people living in them. Or that created those hells. And so, with the help of um, Poisonette, you Who basically you, yeah. I guess? So Poisonette basically lives inside of you and mm. is possessing you. So you flip back and forth between um, Poisonette and the soulmate that she's been attached to, which is you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he can shoot things, and then she can um, cure poison. So poison is a gunk that basically covers the ground and is causing um, the despair to be intensified. It's causing the personal despairs to be intensified. And so you have to go around these levels shooting the enemies. And then once the enemies are out of the way, you have to clear up all the poison. And not just because you're um, releasing this person from their anxieties, but because the poison is actually what um, is in your gun. All right. This is from the Penny Punching Princess and the Princess Guide teams. Yes. And it looks like garbage to me. <laughs> so this is, this is part of this um, game jam stuff okay. that NISA does, or NIS Japan does. All right. So I think we've talked about that. It's got a big collector's edition as well. You can go pre-order. Kickstarter check in for ever tried. There is no light. Um, If what is this one? Isometric turn-based rogue light. So you can go check that out. Um, Oh wait, that's two games. Ever tried and there is no light. So ever tried is a rogue light. 
There Is No Light is a post-apocalyptic pixel art action RPG. We've got links on there. You can check out the projects. I think they're going to... I think they'll... Yeah, the first one's already succeed. Yeah, they've both succeeded. So you can go check it out, see if you want to get in on them, or wait for them to come out. Um, we have... The 3DS has been discontinued, Anna. In Japan. Done. Oh, only Japan? Well, worldwide. It was already discontinued in North America. Oh. Japan was the last bastion. Nintendo's US site, meanwhile, appears to have scrubbed all mention of the 3DS sometime in the past few hours. <laughs> oh, good night, sweet prince. You are an awesome system, and you will be sorely missed. Yeah. Um, so we are definitely going to be doing quite a number of features on the 3DS and its massive, massive library in the near future. So if you, for some reason, slept on the 3DS up until this point, good news. There are going to be a million, hey, if you slept on the 3DS, here are the 16 games you will want to play before they become no longer available. Is there any solution for playing the 3DS in a way that doesn't make my hands hurt? No, probably not. Cool. Boyfriend Dungeon has some more info coming out. Um, What is the info? They're going to put the... uh, the, It's not coming out this year. Yeah. So it's going to 2021. It's officially delayed. All right. There you go. And, oh, wow. Two characters originally added as stretch goals will be moved from the base game to DLC. Uh, They will be free for Kickstarter backers, though. Those two characters are Leia the Hammer and Jonah the Axe. So you'll have to wait longer for those two. Sorry. No hammer time. They blamed COVID, which is probably yeah. fair. I mean, everything else. <laughs> Surprise! Is- Things getting delayed by, like, intrinsically changed uh, video game industry. What is this? Here's a real-time strategy RPG. Real-time strategy RPG? What's a real-time strategy RPG? <laughs> is that Tower Defense? Uh, Fantasy of Expedition on PC and Mac via Steam. Um, it's out now. It's called Fantasy of Expedition. And, uh, yeah. You can go check that out. It's pixely. Pixel arts. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Is that the... Is that... Okay, that's Horizon... That's Horizon 1 Sunrise. Okay. Sunset. Huh? Hor- Horizon Zero Dawn sequel should be Horizon 1 Sunset, right? Uh, so this is right. Oh, oh, Chris. Horizon One Sunset. No, don't do this to me. Okay, Horizon Forbidden West is the actual name. It's uh, also going to come out on PS5. Or excuse me, PS4. So uh, that was an announcement this week. Oh, one God. more reason to oh. buy a next gen console, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather play that on the next gen console though. I want the pretties. I want the shinies. Fair enough. But that ain't coming out anytime soon, is it? No. 2021. Godfall is out in November. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah, it's one of the launch titles. part of the launch titles discussion. Harvest Moon One World launching for the Switch in March. Oh, Yeah, that's a delay. That's a delay? Yeah, it Uh, was originally slated for November. What's the story of that? COVID. I'm trying to give you a platform to talk since you are an official Natsume representative. I'm not an official Natsume representative on this podcast. All right, fine. But yeah, no, it's the way that video games are developed is completely changing. What's the news? Just a delay to Harvest Moon? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, just... What was that thing about Harvest Moon on the... 
the UK store stuff. Oh yeah, another thing that got that happened this week outside of the delay announcement is Harvest Moon: Light of Hope Complete got um, released on the um, Xbox One in North America, but not Europe because the European site screwed up. Okay. What about uh, is that out on other? consoles oh yeah it's been out for like a couple of years now on um switch and ps4, PS4? okay and pc so you just finally hit xbox one got yes. it yes okay it's the second not to make game on xbox ever there you so, go more are coming although not rpgs mercenaries blaze is an rpg uh tactical rpg actually mercenaries blaze Dawn of the Twin Dragons. This is the new Mercenaries Saga yes, game? Yes, so this okay. is part of the Mercenaries Saga series. I'm very excited for it. We feel only like we have talk about a this. Jap- Yeah, because for SRPG September, Shaman was like, hey, Mercenaries Saga's on sale. Right. And so we only have a Japanese date right now, um, but the games sell redonkulously good in North America, mm-hmm. um, almost as good as they sell in Japan. And so like, I would be really surprised if there wasn't a North American release a date announcement in the very near future. <clears throat> why, why do you think they sell so well? Um, they're, they're getting proper plugs from the press or something. No, honestly, they're not getting that much marketing from their, um, oh. from fly high works and circle. Well, I kind of figured like all the Nintendo switch specific sites seem to talk highly. About um, it. I don't know if I would say that that's necessarily true. Oh, okay. There isn't really a lot of stuff that is successfully capturing the Final Fantasy Tactics feel. So that's my question. What what about Fae Tactics? That's out. Why is no one talking about that? But people are talking about mercenaries. Um, Fae Tactics is newer. It's littler. It's self-published. It's an indie. And there are there is a stigma is that this- comes along with that. Isn't this an indie game? No, it's Rideon. Rideon has Should existed I have heard of for them? decades. Okay, cool. I don't know them. Yeah, which is fine. But they have a power behind them that an indie doesn't. And Circle Entertainment and Fly High Works is not, not a slouch either. Is this a... Do they publish... Oh, no, this is an adventure bar story. Oh, they yeah. publish Chemco games. Yes, they do. Or something? Yeah, they have done some chemical stuff. I don't know what's stuff. going on with that. So there's, I don't want to know. No, uh, I don't want to okay. know. I I'll tell you know. when we're done with later. Demon Souls remake confirmed as PS5 launch title. We talked about that. Uh, um, yeah, so what we didn't talk about is the very confusing messaging around some of these Oh, right. Oh, titles. oh, oh. Demon's... Can I say it? Or do you want to say it? Well... I, I, we're, we're being left with some question marks. Oh, no question marks. Demon's Souls and Final Fantasy 16 were announced to be coming out for both PS5 and PC and were later backpedaled to yeah, be PS5 and they, only. And then they quickly backtracked and were like, oh, wait, no, um, <clears throat> they're, they're, they're PS5 exclusive. When we said console exclusive, we were confused. <laughs> And, like, you can tell that some bigwig at Sony was just like, what the hell, guys? We agreed on the messaging on this. Yeah. So, um, they'll be coming to PC eventually. Yeah. And, honestly, (laughs) they're calling it console exclusive, but I suspect it's going to be console exclusive in the same way that the Final Fantasy VII Remake is console exclusive. Demon's Souls will not come on Xbox. That much I feel confident on, because that's a Sony property. Yeah, but 16 not coming to Xbox? 16 will will. definitely come to Xbox. Yeah, 16 will, and I'm pretty sure that Demon's Souls will hit PC. So, 
I think Final uh, Fantasy VII remake will come to Xbox. I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure Square yeah, Enix of course. is yeah. going to be putting a lot of things on Xbox. Square Enix will re-release everything on everything if they can. Yeah. This is my first time looking at the the new remake trailer. It's pretty. Um, Were I, you expecting otherwise? I I'm, I mean, it it doesn't even look like Demon Souls. Honestly, it's, the thing that makes me sad watching this trailer is like Demon Souls was one of the last games that Aram showed us mm-hmm. at Atlas, and it mm-hmm. makes me realize how much I miss him. Yeah. Well, he's still Sony. I know, but I don't get like He's probably involved with this game. <laughs> he is. And no, no, he totally is. And I miss him not because like I don't get to interact with him at all anymore, but I don't get to interact with him on a level that I used to at Yeah, Alex. I know. I know. It he's was, a big he's a big important guy now. We don't get to talk to him. Yeah, he's a big wig, so yeah. we don't get to love on him anymore. Nope. And that's just too, sad. Too big for us. Oh. Sorry I made you sad. You didn't make me sad. Um, I'm watching this Dark Souls, Demon Souls, being like, maybe I could get a PS5. No. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the games that I plan to get eventually. But with Cyberpunk just occupying all the space this fall for me, I oh, Cyberpunk's I'd, I'd this be fall. stupid to buy it new. But remember, Cyberpunk's going to be shorter because nobody finished Witcher Three. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm sure I'll have a guide it. done for that yeah. in like uh-huh. two weeks, and I'll be able to buy everything. Uh, <laughs> back to other games that occupy too much of my time. Well, not not lately. So that's a terrible fr- transition because it's not just, true. Just take the segue. Take the segue. Right. Fantasy Star Online 2's Episode 5 content has been announced to come on September 30th, 2020. So um, in, the, in their bid to get everything up in sync between the U.S. and the Japanese versions of the game, Episode 5's almost here. It'll up the level cap to 90. There's more story stuff. Um, and I believe... I believe it's the first half of story stuff that is concluded in 6th. I have still no dates on 6, but I know 7 is being... Well, I guess not 7, but there's PSO 2.2? PSO 3? What's the... PSO 2 New Genesis. That's the sequel. And that's coming out next year. Messaging for that is going to be crappy. You could play both games, and it looks... They're both upgraded, so don't worry about it. Okay. Just play it. It's all free-to-play, so who cares? The the nice thing about free to play is the messaging isn't as important because it's like oh I'll just play it. It's almost like you know how Undertale's only four hours, so you, you just have to try it out. You don't have to think that hard before making a decision to play it. <laughs> Octopath Traveler: <laughs> Champions of the Continent slated for an October Japanese release. So that new Octopath game has it's a, a prequel it's a, and it's iOS and Android only. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, this isn't the sequel. No. Oh, this isn't the new game. It is. What? This is mobile only? Yes. Free to play with in-app purchases. So is it a gotcha game? Yeah. Did they ruin Octopath already? You know, I don't think it's been super clear about what the in-app purchases are. They may just be more chapters. Uh, That would be cool. I'd like to see them do that model. I like the idea of paying for content that I know what I'm getting. How novel would that be? (laughs) <laughs> pretty freaking novel <laughs> oh no characters have star ratings never mind I, they just showed star ratings damn <laughs> uh, sorry <laughs> lame lame next Atelier Ryza 2 got some details yeah we got some deets what are they you're gonna progress in a different way than the previous game don't you progress by just satisfying project requests by a timeline nope Oh, all right. 
That's that's the thing that makes Ryza so accessible is there is no timeline. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying isn't that how you used to progress? Yes. How do, do you, you progress now? Uh, do stuff. Wow, Anna. All right. No, no, I'm not trying to be vague. It's, it is really difficult to explain. It, Are you, you saying it's you, like Oblivion now where you get skill points and whatever you actually do? No. Okay. I mean, there are tasks that you need to fulfill, but they're no longer on a calendar system. It's in a diary. So you complete tasks in the diary and it unlocks recipes. Okay, cool. So in this one, there's no timeline to fight against. So you just have fun alchemizing all the things and being a total completionist, it looks like? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Is this the case in Ryza as well or no? Yes. It is. Yeah, there's no time requirements. Well, but they don't Ryza. have this diary, right? Um, Not in the same way. Okay. Is Ryza good? Should I, I play Ryza? finish Ryza. You didn't finish it, so that's not a good sign then. Um, the problem is, is I I got distracted by an ooh shiny you, and have never gone back to it. Are you waiting for the complete plus version? It has version? been so long that if I was going to play it now, I would have to start over. Understood. Okay. And I'm not complaining about that. That is entirely on me. All right, but it Anna, has, I'm going to let you finish, but after the podcast, because we're really long. I'm going to let you finish, but... <laughs> Let's talk about Cyberpunk 2077-70... What is this? It got delayed again. Oh, it no, did? I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> just made a bunch of people I, scream. I would totally have believed you, though. A heart attack. I totally would have believed you. I'm sorry. I would have believed you, too. All right, let's be clear. Cyberpunk 2077 is scheduled to be released for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Google Stadia on November 19, 2020. The PS4 and Xbox One versions will also be playable on PS5 and Xbox Series X, respectively, when those consoles launch. Additionally, a free upgrade for the PS5 and Xbox Series Series X will be launched at a later date where you'll get the, the optimized versions. Um, so that means your PS5 will be able to play 2077 the day it comes out. Like, your, your 27, you got your PS5, you've got Cyberpunk, you can just play it on your PS5. It won't be upgraded, though. It won't be like a PS5-level graphics. It'll be PS4-level graphics. They're, they're going to have to tighten up the graphics. So what you should be doing, of course, instead, it, well, should. Should is a wrong word. What you could be doing instead is play on PC. So they release the PC specifications. So minimum specs is a, a card uh, capable of DX12, uh, Intel i5-3570K or FX8310. I don't even know what those processors are. Those are so low spec, but I, I don't know what those compare to in reality. <laughs> Eight gigs of RAM. Eh, that's not that old. Uh, GTX 780 or RX 470 for your graphics card or higher. 70 gigs of hard drive space. Um, recommended um, Intel i7-4790, which I think is the chip in your computer, Anna. Oh, really? Yeah. And then AMD Ryzen 3 3200G. 12 gigs of RAM, which the computer you're sitting in front of does not have. <laughs> GTX 1060. You meet that requirement on your computer, or Radeon R9 Fury and 70 gigs of SSD. So um, I'm good on this computer, Anna. I'm good to play 27.7. Good news. I'm not interested in this game. Oh, good for you. You don't have to worry about it then. Um, I think uh, Harivan is. Or he's just committed to writing a guide. I'm not really sure which. Yeah, they kind of tend to go hand in hand. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I suspect it would be challenging to write a guide for a game that you don't enjoy. 
Yeah, there there are more than enough authors that we get to pick our projects most of the time. All right, uh, that's the news. Can we talk about new releases, Anna? Can you cover that while I go take care of something? Yes. All right. So we have changed one thing on our spreadsheet for those of you that check out our spreadsheets after the show. And that is we now have two columns. Number one, coming out this week. Number two, oops, we forgot this already came out. <laughs> All right. So coming out this week, um, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw comes out on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Disclaimer, I actually work on Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. I am the community manager for Double Damage Games. So if you want to play a greasy um, space sim where you're juking and jawing between st- stars and you don't want it to be Star Wars, um, there is an option for you. No microtransactions, we promise. <laughs> Star Wars cannot guarantee the same. Alright, um, what else is coming out this week? Uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim on the PS4, and of course that was our question of the week, is we are asking you if you're going to pick up 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim and why or why not? And Tears of Avia is arriving on the PC and Xbox One. And as for the, oops, we forgot, these already came out. Um, Hades, um, surprise, dropped on the Switch and also came out on the PC. Um, Moro Crystal H launched on the Nintendo Switch um, on Thursday. And Vampire's Fall Origin landed on the Switch. So with that, we come to our interactive section. Nathan, what are you going to be playing this week? Oh, man. Is that a loaded question for you? Probably just more of the same, honestly. Um, the most, the only new thing I might end up playing, and this just means new for me, is I might do Risk of Rain 2 with some friends, but Ooh. otherwise I, I'm just plunking away at the same stuff. I totally forgot. I started playing a new game this week. I started playing Among Us. It's fun. I am a terrible <laughs> traitor. Uh-oh. So, literally the second game that I played, I was the imposter. And so I immediately ran over to a grate and jumped into it in front of like four people. (laughs) For those who are not familiar with Among Us, only the imposters can use fast travel grates. (laughs) So someone immediately punched the giant red button and was like, white went down the... White went down one of the traps, and so I was immediately yeeted into space. And so that was kind of sad. And then immediately, my next game afterward, I was the traitor again! So I actually knew a little bit more about being an imposter this time, and I managed to kill somebody! And somebody saw me do it. So I was, once again, immediately yeeted into space. I would be so terrible at this game. Oh, I'm so bad at no, it. I have absolutely no, I don't know how you say it, like acting normal or, you know, act natural in my veins. <laughs> Just act natural. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Well, yeah. And here's the worst part is, is I got into a game with Peter. Um, who's occasionally on the podcast with us, and his wife and a bunch of his friends. And trusting innocent me took off from the central room with Peter's wife. And as soon as we got around the corner from everybody else, she shipped me! (laughs) I'm like, oh, this is what I get for trusting people. 
<sighs> and apparently she is also very bad at being the imposter. So Peter knows every time she's an imposter because she starts breathing like uh, like she's lifting a thousand pounds. Yeah, I can never play this with my husband. I, or no, we would have to like play in opposite rooms. <laughs> Apparently she was breathing so loud he could hear her from two rooms away. <laughs> I, I'm sure he could hear me from two rooms away. So, yeah, that that has been my amazing, amazing experience with Among Us, and I can't wait to play more. Nice. Chris looked at me the other day. He's like, you're playing a, ma- a mainstream game. You're playing a mainstream game that's popular on Twitch. You're playing a mainstream game that's popular on Twitch with someone playing on Twitch. This doesn't happen to you. <laughs> I was surprised. The top Steam review for the game is destroys more friendships than Uno. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. So, yeah, I would say even if this is not normally your kind of game, this is not in any way my kind of normal game. Try it out. You might actually find that you would like it. Well, it's more like a it's more like a social deduction board game, really. And yes. so that's why it's like the setting might be put offish to someone like you who doesn't like horror scary things. But like, um, since it isn't, once you realize it's actually more of a cartoony and it's more about like find the imposter sort of thing, you realize, oh, I can do this. This is good. Yeah. I was a little worried that it was going to skeeve me out and be too violent for me, but no, it's totally approachable. When you just see the little bones sticking up out of their body, it's just like, (laughs) that's not gross. That's funny. (laughs) Just silly. To me, it looked more like cartoon violence yeah. than uh, it is. I mean, it is it is air quote violent, but it is not in a way that is gory or skeevy. So maybe we should put together like an Among Us game for like a Discord night one night. Yeah, we probably should. So and Especially if you since it's free. <laughs> are interested in joining us while we do our Discord hangouts, we do them almost every Friday and Saturday night, beginning at about seven Central Time. It is uh, first come, first serve for the slots. We do limit it to 10. So there are occasionally nights someone doesn't get in, but it's pretty rare. But yeah, stop by, say hi, chat with the RPG cast um, people and RPG gamer staff in general, and it is fun. You get to hear me cuss about getting my, or being terrible at Mario 64. That's what was going on last night. (laughs) And threatening to to throw the penguin off the edge. So, (laughs) Kelly, what are you going to play this week? Um, More Mario until 13 Sentinels gets here. And um, I picked up, uh, because the Disgaea announcement sent me on a Disgaea spree. So I I picked up um, the second one on the Vita. Um, I can't remember. Dark Hero Days is the second one with the Dell and... um, Yeah. Rosalind. Uh, no, that. Uh, so, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Because like all of the games up till five, oh, like this guy one, two, three, and four are really freaking cheap on the Vita, and um, because three and four come in a double pack for thirty five dollars, and they're selling both of those individually for thirty. So if you want to get caught up on the Disgaea games, and you're like. Like one of the few people that have a Vita, you can jump on that. So that's what I've been doing. That's going to be my quiet time. Uh, go 
before bed kind of game because I've been playing a lot of action stuff before bedtime and it's been making my brain race way too much. Mm-hmm. So playing a strategy game is going to kind of chill me out a little bit better. I think I played two, three, and four. No, did I play four on the Vita? Yeah, you played them all at bedtime. And, that, and I yeah, remember four because it's sardines! But I might have played that on TV is what I'm wondering. Because there was so much... I remember the audio of that game so much. I'm wondering if I played it on the TV somehow. Well, whatever. You were using headphones. Uh, Maybe. Because, yeah, sardines! (laughs) Anyway, they're good ports, is what I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, very good. All right. And, you know, sometimes I like my video a little bit better because it's less clunky. Than your Switch? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, if you're lying down and you... Um, like a certain someone tend to drop things on your face. My old yeah. man hands can't handle any of these systems. Can't handle playing any of these systems while holding the system up anymore. So the switch works for me because I put the switch in a stand and just use the little the little Joy Cons. I just let them rest on the bed with my arms. So that's the yeah, only way I, I can do this now. I've tried to do that, but I have to take the stand off at night. Otherwise, I'll clunk it in the middle of the night. Oh, you need to find a different stand design that you can move yeah. out of the way I'll easily. I'll have to post some pictures of the one that Chris got me for while I was recovering eh, from I don't surgery. think that's going to work well for her, It's Anna. not amazing, but it is a good alternative because it does stay off the bed. Sure. And the issue is that, well, is that we don't have a headboard, so I don't really have a good place to put it. Yeah. You oh, I have to clamp. Yeah, I, I, I need a nice stand it. to clamp it to, yeah. Yeah. Which is so, helpful I, for moving it out of the way if it's getting in your way, because you just shove the nightstand away. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I need to do is I need to get, like, just a little uh, block of wood, just like, I don't know, maybe like a two-by-four or something, and just nail that to the wall, or screw that into the wall, and then clamp it to that. Listen, but if we were all good at the force, it, we could just levitate these things in front of us. Yeah, really. We need force powers. Or unicorn horns. Like, yeah, that too. Nope. Well, <clears throat> My little pony magic style where they just levitate stuff. Yeah, I was thinking of Tet. Tet? Yeah, my, my unicorn magic no, girl with the horns no, on her No, no, we don't want to break the switches. <laughs> All right. No, that's carrots. Oh, okay, good. Yep. <sighs> <laughs> Chris, what are you going to play this week? Nothing. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to finish up Moro Chronicles H. I am probably going to play more Among Us because it's kind of awesome. And then, I don't know, 13 Sentinels probably. There's a review game that I, Alex and I are having like a death match over. And so I don't know which of us is going to win. But oh, if I win, you thought you were going to get it. No, yeah, it's not so sure. Yeah, ah, yeah. Ah, I know what So here's, here's the dilemma is he can pull EIC. Yep. And I can pull site owner. No, I think he wins. Yeah. Being the actual site owner, I say he wins. What? I know. It sucks, right? Oh. <laughs> wow. Chris just pulled a rank on you. <clears throat> I know because I already made the decision that he outranks me. So therefore, he outranks <laughs> you. Okay, fine. <laughs> That's fair. You did he say He does that. all the work. He gets to make the calls. What? Yep. What am I, chopped liver? Um, you do more work than me. <laughs> yes. So I will grant you that. Thank you. But that means you get to override me, not that you get to override him. Crap. Yeah. Chris, what, what, Chris, what do you do? Just finance? Uh, finance and server stuff. I don't do that okay. m- in this podcast. 
I, I honestly okay. don't do that much. That's why I make sure that I don't make the I'm, I want the people who do all the work to get all the credit and make the call. So that's gotcha. definitely Alex and Josh and, and others. All right. That's understandable. Oh. Yeah. Um, what else we got going on? Uh, that's it. We're, oh. we're done the show. Right. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to play this week, but I really don't know. So I'm going to go and try and... Kelly, t- talk to me offline if I should buy Shadowlands. Okay. Thanks, everybody. We'll Thank catch you all, all right. later. We'll see Bye, you next everybody. week. 9 Bye-bye. Pacific, noon Eastern. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Thank I'm you. Anna Marie Did Pimitier. we ask Nathan what he's playing? Yes. Okay. Yep. That's how we got into Among Us. Right. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.